1: halo Pips, Squeaks, and butt cheeks good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to episode 31 of the sacred icon halo show where we talk all things halo we're gonna get right into it but first guys i'm back feeling better it's me jovial joshua hargis and joined with me as always is my buddy my pal my friend and uh Hmm. The Liam Hemsworth to my Chris Hemsworth, the chief to my Buck. Yeah, I like both of those. Those are pretty good. Brian, what's I'm, up? I'm
0: glad. I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad your action didn't last too long, or people would be like, "Babe, I, did you accidentally download the
1: Kentucky podcast?" <laughs> <Yeah, that's> <laughs> Welcome to episode thirty-one of the uh,
0: 30 man. It feels good cast. to be. It feels good to be back, Josh. Man, uh, feels like it's been too long. Josh, hit me up with the sound of Lord Hood accidentally walking into. The bathroom, and the Arbiter's take taking a shower, and he catches a little bit of Sangheili side
1: cheek. <laughs> Sangheili side cheek, I like that. Arbiter, you want to tell me? Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. And then he goes, and then he goes, if I had seen that earlier, I would have glassed your entire planet.
1: <laughs> uh. it's smooth.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I bet Singh do have very sweet- Singh side cheek. Though, though, uh, arbiters would be a little crispy because he got tortured in Halo 2 You
1: know, I think they have a dance sing-heely. move called the Singh side cheek su- shuffle? Wow, that's a, try saying that the Singh Healy side Singh shuff- side cheek <laughs> shuffle. Yeah, hard <laughs> to say. Man, it's going to be so tempting to make that the,
0: uh, the, the episode podcast. The episode Sangheili <laughs> Side What if I just shuffle? did it anyways and just broke all my rules? You should do it. I would the, love it. The Sangheili Side Cheeks. I'm going to deck a <laughs> will, dude. That's perfect. All right, guys. Prepare yourselves for the Sangheili the Side Cheeks. Cheek First, you go left, then you go right, shuffle
1: around. Oh, am mm. digging that.
0: Boom. I love it. Half Jaw, Half Jaw used to be like the best shuffler there was until he lost the jaw, and then he's he's never been <laughs> the same. And <laughs> That's how I lost the guys. So we got a. I feel like we got a nice juicy episode for you today. We have uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of the announcements that uh, came out uh, briefly, but we're not going to talk about those too long because you know you guys listening. We trust that you guys have already heard this stuff. You're on your own, and we don't you don't need us to repeat all back to you. But we're just going to kind of talk about our impressions on it, and then we're going to get into two topics. We're going to talk about Halo's Legacy and does canon matter? Does canon matter? Mm, Maybe some good stuff. like it. Um, so since we were last on here, we had the Xbox event, which personally, in my opinion, didn't show too much uh, of interest to me. A few games there, uh, new new game announcements. Um, they showed off some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I know got some people excited. Um, largely, the opinion seemed to be that there wasn't enough gameplay shown um, they said they were showing gameplay, but like it seemed more like pre-recorded gameplay without HUD. It didn't seem so much so natural. It wasn't being currently played. Um, I know that, uh, I think it was Aaron Greenberg, am I saying his name right, uh, responded back and said like he they've heard the criticism. Um, but also, I feel like it's fair to say that was just a very light starter like thing they were showing for the summer. I don't feel like that's where they were going to bring out the big guns. Which, speaking of the big guns... We now have confirmation that Halo Infinite uh, gameplay and new footage and reveals will be shown in July. That is confirmed by 343. So uh, we've waited this long, so we can make it another two months, guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, we also saw in the last week a couple of cool things. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD One and Two mm-hmm. was announced. So cool. Uh, done done by Vicarious Visions, which tells me it's actually going to be good <laughs> because, uh, well. Well, I'm pretty sure I speak for the whole entire gaming community. Anyone who played the Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like HD Arcade, that came out like five years ago, downloaded it. It was it was a sham. It was horrible. It Was not very good. Did you did you,
1: you know about yeah, that? Yeah, and I actually just watched a retrospective of the Tony Hawk series yesterday, and I saw five. I never really looked at five.
0: Oh, f- and, oh yeah, <sighs> five. They just put out to keep the license. It's kind of like Sony and Spider Man. Like they had to put one out to keep the license. Mm, man, so they just kind of put that out. But yes, yeah, so we got Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater HD um we saw the unreal uh five unreal engine, 5 engine demo which um looked very very good people are very excited about about that josh seemed you seem to be very impressed with that yeah i mean i was impressed with it too
1: just it, it uh, just got me i think it does look amazing and i was like blown away with that but i think i came away being more excited just because like we're starting to get that drip feed of uh of kind of like that e3 kind of feel i love that time of yeah. year and now it seems now and now we're in that state of like everything's getting kind of put out slowly at a time. It's spread out, and some people like that, some people don't. And I'm like, I don't, I don't prefer it, but it's still nice. But it's gonna make it yeah. last longer. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 um, helping. It's helping everybody. So
0: yeah, if, if anybody saw my personal Twitter, I was a little more pessimistic. Uh, I, I really do think it, it, the Unreal Five engine looks great, and I'm, I'm glad that it's here. I'm just the kind of person who just like I just want to play fun games and I don't really care about like pushing
1: technology. Uh, I know I'm probably in the minority on that, but like I still you know, get like it. I said, if they, I mean I like I don't I don't need all my games to have cutting edge graphic. It's nice to see like the no. potential that's there for some of them, but I don't need them all. I mean,
0: that. if I got another game that was and I say this because I'm playing Kingdom Hearts right now. If I got another game that came out that had the same graphical fidelity as Kingdom Hearts One, but it was as good a game as Kingdom Hearts One, I would be over the moon. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't need it to have the cutting edge graphics, but yeah, I mean that's just that's just how our industry moves forward so it's it's going to be that way regardless but um yes yeah, so we saw Unreal Engine 5 which it was kind of marketed as like a as a PS5 thing but it was quickly afterwards said like yeah this is also Series X like it's not specific to any platform um I feel like there was one other was there one other big announcement Josh I feel
1: like there was Well there's one. like Mafia the Mafia, rem- oh, mafia well, trilogy the first remaster. one is pretty much getting remade and then the two and three remake. are kind of getting like a bit of a remastered touch up so which is pretty cool Yeah I know. I feel like there's something yeah. else we're forgetting too, but yeah, I don't know. A lot uh, was a lot happened I, this never, past week.
0: Yeah, it's been good for a first week of, of announcements. I think it, if, if if this is supposed to go all summer, I I think we none of us should be disappointed with the first week actually first two weeks if you count xboxes uh I yeah think. so um but yeah i've never played the mafia games i've heard really good things but uh
1: is that something you're gonna pick definitely up because uh i still own the second one on 360 i just never played it and now this, this is coming out it renders it kind there of There you go, that's, that's yeah. life but i've always wanted to try the first one too and it looks fantastic remade but yeah my quick overall opinion on the inside xbox stuff you know i was pretty underwhelmed too but you know they admitted that they kind of like gave the wrong impressions and I, I, I know it's gotta be tough trying to figure this stuff out um, in the situation we're all in, but it was it was just weird to me to think like from the outset of like this, you know, we're gonna have your first look at next gen gameplay with third party titles. I was like, Huh? Yeah. So uh,
0: I, I feel like I mean this isn't fair, but like after I got done watching it, I felt like I didn't know anything more than I knew before I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: I mean I some of those yeah. games looked pretty cool just from what little trailers we saw, but it wasn't anything to really go off on. It was it was a yeah. weird kind of sizzle. They should have known. what they should have done, like if they hadn't
0: announced a sliver of Assassin's Creed Valhalla information, that would have been a cool surprise at the end. Mm. But we'd pretty much seen majority of what they had to show for that before.
1: Yeah, and then even then we were kinda of promised gameplay and we just got another it kind did, of like yeah.
0: do you notice in the video they even clarified they're like look we're looking at real gameplay it's like no no you're trying to no yeah at least
1: they at least I think I can't remember the guy's name but at least he came out the guy at Ubisoft was like yeah you know we you know you, you rightfully expected that stuff and uh, we, yeah. we didn't mean to mislead anyone so yeah but did get me more excited though a- about what's to come because yeah like right after that I think it was within the next couple of days we got that announcement that we're finally going to get to see first party stuff in July, which on the topic of Halo, man, this is going to be kind of a make or break moment for them. Right. Because yeah. now, I was, you know, I, I've been kind of uh, I don't want to say negative, but I feel like I've been kind of like wondering what's going on with PlayStation. And in the back of my mind, with all this radio silence, I've been thinking maybe like they're struggling. But you know what? I realized the other night I was like, maybe it's because they're just really competent and they're competent. They they don't need yeah. to flaunt what they have yet. They don't need to flex. But Xbox kind of is the one that has the eyes on them.
0: I think it's definitely a... I think it's a strategy. I'll always... I've stood by that from the beginning. I think that the infinite stuff not being shown off any earlier is strategy. Never have I thought it was because there's a problem going on. I actually think we would have seen more, almost, if there was a problem. I think this is just a strategy of of confidence. Um, But... Uh, I, I think the you know, the crazy thing is, we we kind of we're kind of in this bubble of the Halo community all the time, so we don't really see outside of it. But every now and then, I do get a glimpse of outside the Halo community bubble where I see somebody talk about Halo who's not really a big Halo fan. It's just you know on their own, and and it does seem like this is a very big make or break moment for Halo as an IP. And it's not so much because of all of us in the community who are like dying to play it and want it to be good. I think just for the gaming industry in general like this needs to be a halo game that um is just really good you know it needs to be special in a Mm -hmm. sense Um, definitely but which which kind of uh that kind of segues oh actually i don't i don't want to segue because i want to i want to talk about one other thing first before we segue Mm -hmm. into that but go ahead oh
1: i was going to ask you do you think come july do you think we'll see some kind of like quick five ten minute Trailer demo, or do you think we'll get some kind of something like we recently got of Ghost Tsushima, which is what we were thinking of? That's what was on the tip of our tongue that we got to see recently. Yeah, but uh, do you think we'll get something more along the lines of that? Because I thought that was, regardless of how anyone feels about the game, I thought just the method of showing just straight eighteen minutes of footage of that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, you think you said like, do I think we'll get that of Infinite before? No, I mean uh, you, like July? when
1: it, when July comes and when they're showing all that off. Do you think we'll get something that's more like five to ten minutes worth? You know, a quick demo. I think
0: or so. More I long? think so because two reasons. One, I think the I think the fan base uh, they're not gonna if you show off a, a half minute clip of Halo Infinite, they're not gonna tolerate. And this game's supposed to come out in you know seven eight months, mm-hmm. whatever. There's no, they're not gonna take that. It's gonna be a lot of backlash. It needs to be juicy footage. And also, if you remember Halo 5, which Halo 5 got shown off a lot ahead of time, but when it came to their E3 moment, the same E3 moment, like the same year like we have for Infinite right now, they showed off like, what was it, 15 minutes of that Osiris campaign mission? At I, thought, E3. I think that was only like five minutes.
1: On. It was pretty short.
0: Okay, well, it seemed like they showed a lot of that mission from Battle for Su-
1: Yeah, I, I remember what uh, you're talking about.
0: I feel like they showed a lot, but I, I felt I felt pretty pleased by what they showed for Halo Five that time. So yeah, I think we we gotta see uh, a decent amount. Um, but yeah, also since you brought up Ghost of Tsushima, it looks pretty good. Um, uh, I the thing is for me, I've never liked a sucker punch game, so I'm kind of like I don't think I'll buy it day one or anything like that because, and not that they're not good games, but I've never been into Sly Cooper or Infamous. And I've heard a lot of people talking about like giant visual downgrades, but I haven't paid enough attention to notice that. I noticed that. it
1: slightly, you, but I feel like what's just like if you didn't if you hadn't seen it for the first time, like back when they announced it, it, it still looks amazing. I don't think it's that yeah. significant.
0: Yeah, I, I think it looks like a pretty good game. I, I've I've expressed that I'm I'm too tired to play open world games, um, but uh, I, I might end up playing it. I, I don't know. It's just um, it doesn't have it hasn't gripped my interest, but I definitely think that with the the gameplay and the marketing and everything they've shown, there's enough to be excited about for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you on this one because I mean, I don't mind open world for the most part, but I am getting older. So the more, the thought of a more linear focused story grabs me. Whereas when I was younger, like 10 years ago, I would have said I want every game to be open world, but uh, it, I got like Witcher three vibes with the map. And then I got like Assassin's yeah. Creed vibes with things overall. Yeah. And, that's kind of I'm kind of in the middle with that. So like I, I love how the game looks. I love the black and white. I don't know. We don't need to go into a deep dive on that. But I, I'm I'm kind of with you right now. I'm like, man, I really want to buy it, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I might I might wait a little
0: bit. Yeah. I mean, I got enough games to like it'd be, even if I waited a week, and then like the praise and excitement for the game was so amazing, I could buy the game a week later. Yeah. You know, it's not like I have to wait until it's twenty dollars next year yeah. or something. Um, but other thing I was going to mention is. Halo 2 came out for PC. Yeah, that's awesome. and Which is awesome, but in, in typical fashion as of late with these PC releases, um, it's got a lot of problems, mm-hmm. a lot of bugs apparently. Um, they knew of the bugs beforehand. Um, they did a flight. But th- what they're, they're kind of doing is they're, they're doing like one flight and then they're releasing the whole game to PC. I don't know exactly their strategy. It, they're, they're releasing it knowing of a lot of bugs. Um, all I can think is that they do the flight to know the bugs ahead of time and then they release it so that they can have the patch like halfway on its way by the time they release it. But I don't feel like personally, that's how I would want it done. I, I would want the game to be, you know, functioning more properly before they release it. I don't, I don't understand the rush other than to have it all out before infinite. Um, I don't feel like it, I feel like it is being a little rushed. I actually expressed in the discord, probably, probably to, to people's surprise because we, you know we're so positive here that. Um, and i need to reiterate you know my feelings on this but you know i feel like MCC still having all these release or all these bugs and release issues um you know at, at 2020 when the game came out 2014. i feel like that as a concept is unacceptable but i don't when I say unacceptable i don't say that as like a you know three four three is awful i'm adam- mad at them i say you know it's not it's not any one person's fault, really, and it's a collective It's a collective thing, and there's mandates, and there's time frames, and, um, you know, I'm not upset so much with 343, though, Though, as people have mentioned before, like, it's okay to—we don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a 343, quote-unquote, shill, but you don't have to be someone who, you know, tries to go on the online and be violent mm-hmm. you know, towards them. Um, I, I, think it was a mistake to release, uh, the, the MCC and the way it's coming out on PC. It doesn't, doesn't seem prepared properly. I've just been under um, the impression then, that
1: they've been releasing it in the state it's in as a way to sort of like put it out in the public and then be able to identify yeah, a lot of stuff. I don't stuff. like
0: that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's I, not a good, that's not a good way to release I games can, in
1: my, you know, I admit on my end, I'm a bit indifferent, although I sympathize uh, with those playing it because I'm not someone who's playing it on the PC.
0: But Josh, did you hear that the patch also went to Xbox and screwed it up too? Uh, I
1: saw you kind of uh, poking yeah. around and trying to figure that out. I never did see for sure if that was.
0: Well, the patch the patch made it so that like in Halo Three, people's like warthogs are driving themselves. Oh, and stuff. You didn't see no, that? No, I didn't. No, they're self aware like, now. Like, like Xbox Halo Three footage where they run up to a warthog to get in, it and then it just drives off into the beach. <laughs> that actually it takes sounds off fun. The That sounds frustrating. But it is fun. hilarious. It is hilarious. But and, and people are shooting. People are shooting the ground. And getting kills from other players. Oh, wow. Like, like you're on the opposite side of the map, Josh, and I look down at the ground, shoot my pistol three times, and you die across the map. That's happening on Xbox. And I, what I said in the Discord was like, you know, this... As a concept, I feel like it's unacceptable that it's in this state. As, as far as being sold, being a full release, it's unacceptable. That's not me saying. I don't, I don't feel for 343, but um, I feel like it's unacceptable. And I, I said in the Discord, I'm like, I wish they had just left MCC alone at its 2018 update the one where they fixed it and it was working perfectly like the one where everyone was like oh my gosh it works yeah. now like i would rather have just played reach on backwards compatibility with 30 frames and and sub 1080 and kept mcc as a because it, it to me it Do you worked think perfectly. it's just
1: going to be something that they're always going to continually try to upgrade and 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 modify they
0: turn it into a live service so yeah i think so too i mean i I feel like well we might still be we're probably still going to be getting some type of updates for this five years into the xbox series Mm -hmm. x if i if i had to guess so i mean it's their plan going forward i don't know if it's a good one but i think collectively behind the scenes people are probably sweating going you know if i could i just would have went back in the past and told myself just release halo 2 anniversary don't do the mcc because it has to be Way
1: more of a headache than it's worth, you know. That's a poll you should make sometime. That's actually an interesting, like thought. Halo 2 anniversary. Yeah, well, I just wonder now in 2020 if people, I feel like most people would want to say, nah, I actually, I still want everything. It's worth all this, you know. But then maybe other people, some people would be like, you know what? Halo 2 is the one I, I want to play multiplayer on, and blah, 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 blah. And you just give me yeah. that one, you know. I don't know.
0: I mean, I want it all, but like, even I in want the beginning. It all. And I want it now.
1: Man, you knew it. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> that's there so it is. It cool. no, wasn't even planned. Um, but from the beginning, all I really needed was Halo 2 Anniversary because even if we had to play the 360 versions of things, um, that was still, uh, they were still looked the same. Yeah, it was as still a like viable Halo option,
1: whereas in- for Halo yeah. 1 and 2, it wasn't, you know? yeah. So exactly. I get it. I mean, I mean, I, you know, that sucks about the Xbox situation and then obviously the PC one that's frustrating as heck. I didn't know about the Xbox one, but they'll get it. They'll get it fixed. But I know it's, I know it's a momentum killer when you're excited for this stuff to drop and it drops and you get on and then you start encountering issues like that. It does. It reminds me of the game actually releasing for the first time and having all that momentum changing my gamer tag back to my old original one and, all those i remember wearing my like yeah. triple i don't know double triple xl shirt my old halo 2 shirt and just staring at the screen defeated and brian laughing as i get kicked from the game so it's
0: almost like i'm an evil it's like a slow montage mode and uh. like
1: <laughs> yeah meanwhile for me evil. the camera pans over and it just says continue 10 nine nine. (laughs) defeated um yeah i feel like you know
0: if they were going to release the mcc on another platform they should have done everything to ensure no one could 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 mock them for having the same repeated issue again and it really feels like it's kind of falling apart again but uh, i'm
1: sure they'll bounce back it's going to take time though if it's as if it has as many issues as it sounds like it does but
0: anyways, guys, I mean, we've talked about MCC issues into the ground since the beginning of this podcast, and everyone has, so I think we've set enough on that for now. Uh, we'll just move on to uh, our main topics at hand, which
1: Smiling is. because I'm getting nostalgic for our first episode, where the audio wasn't that great. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I think but, Chewy, uh, my dad's dog, barked at the end, and <laughs> it got edited out, because... But if you'll you you notice... Just, Go we ahead, got
0: our go podcast ahead. issues fixed a lot sooner than MCC got its problems fixed. Ooh, then again, ooh. we're just an audio recording. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot simpler with this. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, so the first topic we're going to talk about is Halo's legacy. Now, what I mean by Halo's legacy is, like, let's let's fast forward 10, 20, 50, 100 years in the future. What is Halo going to be known for? You know, what is Halo's legacy going to be? Because we can look back at... Um, like the first Mario, we could look at like how it was an amazing side-scrolling platformer. How it Mario and the original Nintendo kind of saved console gaming because that was kind of dying there. Uh, We can look at um, we can look at like uh, was it Final Fantasy VII kind of had this like uh, movie movie quality and and the way it told story and like there's all these games you point to and they have a legacy or um, the PlayStation One had like uh, you could play CDs and the PS2 had. You know, things things it'll be remembered for, basically. Um, and I think we can... Pretty much everyone who listens to this knows that Halo's already going to have the legacy of being known for um, making console shooters viable, you know? Um, having, like, rechargeable health. I feel like Halo... Was Halo the first to do that? If they weren't the first ones to be, like, known for it. That's the first that I know of. Um, and then Halo 2 setting up, like, the online matchmaking... You Know those things for sure are going to be like Halo's legacy, but mm-hmm. and, and then three, you could probably say like the Forge mode. Maybe would you say that would be something that's going to be remembered for? Mm, like making yes a maps? yes and no, because I mean,
1: there no. were map editors, and stuff, yeah, map yeah.
0: editors. You're right, you're right. So, really, like the things we can say for sure are making console shooters a thing and matchmaking, those are two things for sure, right? Yeah, so then oh, in this. So then in a sense, and this isn't like a this isn't like a 343 thing because it also applies to Bungie, would we say there's nothing after Halo 2 as far as Halo goes that has been a legacy type moment? Has there been anything that's going to be remembered that came with Halo after 2? It's going to be remembered 10, 20, 50 years from now. Um, you know, I don't feel like Bungie has really touched on it with with ODST or Reach. Um, and I don't feel like three has really touched on it with any of their games either. And and if if they haven't, what what would Infinite need to do um, to make something that could be a legacy? Because I I feel like so much of what, even though like we said, Halo three is Forge. Maybe that was just a map editor. Maybe that doesn't have as much legacy. But you can still see Halo one two and three. They kind of like they kind of kept revolutionizing the gaming industry. You know what you yeah. know what I mean? Like like oh shooters on console, boom. Oh matchmaking couch co or couch like the couch experience online. Uh, Halo 3, you know, Theater, Customs, uh, you know, Forge. And then you get to ODST, and ODST, I love, I've talked about this before, I love ODST's Firefight. But Firefight was very much like Gears 2 had just started the Horde mode trend, and then Firefight was kind of like their version of it. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Reach, and Reach, you know, it kind of had the same feature set as Halo 3. Um, You know, armor abilities were something that was kind of already done by other people. Um, so then you, you, so you don't see Bungie really, you know, moving forward with it there. Then you get Halo 4, and, you know, I'm trying to think, Halo 4, Halo 4's multiplayer, you know, we've been over this, it was, it was the least original multiplayer Halo's ever done. It was very much doing what other people were doing. Halo 4's campaign, while great, didn't do anything revolutionary either. It was a very, uh, it was pretty linear, straightforward story. Um, Very good, you know, character moments and such, but didn't really move anything forward there. Then you get to Halo 5. We've talked about how many games have done the squad mechanics thing right, like uh, Republic Commando, but that was not the case in Halo Five. That that would be it was a poor example of squad mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, the split narrative in the story had already been done in within this franchise, let alone other games uh, with Halo Two, and it wasn't done very well. Um, you know, the the competitive multiplayer, while great. Uh, nothing legacy worthy. We're using a, a really heavy word such as legacy. We're not talking about. Obviously, these games all have really good, memorable things, but you know, people are always going to point back to you know, 50 years from now. Go, oh, Halo Two was the game that gave us matchmaking. You know, that's the Halo One was the game that people started making. You know, viable console shooters. Um, are we on the same? I'll, I'll let you talk, Josh. Are we on the same page? No, that there's, there's, there's nothing um, legacy worthy past Halo Two, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, john had a lot of stuff to say about this in the Discord and I pretty much agreed with him tit for tat and you know, I, I think I think you're pretty much right with Halo 1 and 2. And 3, you know, even though we kind of like like other games have had map editors forge, it was unique unto itself and it had theater mode, yeah. which was a pretty big deal. I mean, it was a big deal to time at least. Yeah. I you know, if we're going past that though, See, I'd, I'd, I'd want to say that Spartan Ops and Halo 4 almost could have been, but it flatlined. Yeah. Know? It was an ambitious idea to continue the story the way they did with those cinematics. I mean, because it's still a cool story, but the gameplay itself is just...
0: If they could have done that with full production, new release levels, it would have been out of this world, but you yeah. can't expect that of them.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, with 5, they tried to change up the multiplayer landscape with something new like Warzone. And it was, by all accounts, successful, but Battle Royale came in and just completely blindsided. Yeah. that And anything else that was really trying to succeed at the time. But, you know, I, it makes me think of a, uh, of a question. I'm going to ask you, do you feel like for Halo Infinite to be held in the same regard as something like Halo 1, 2, and 3, let's say, do you feel like it has to have some kind of, I mean, this is pretty much what you imply, but do you feel like it has to have something new that it brings to the game that succeeds really well to be held in that regard? Like, like, you know, like we have like Halo, let's say infinite, which could be just by all accounts, a great game, but then we could have Halo. That's a great game, but also does bring something brand new yeah. to the table that might take it from, you know, as high as just being a great game, but go further too. like the ceilings. Do you feel like the ceilings are a bit taller, you know, in, in terms of how far you can go? Well, the, the short answer for me is no.
0: I, I truly believe all Halo Infinite needs to be is a really good, exceptional game. And I'm not talking about a good Halo game. It just needs to be seen as a good game, like an exceptional game in the industry, as a game. Like, it can't just be a good Halo. Um, but I don't feel like it needs... I mean, when, when I talk about a legacy moment, that's a huge thing that not many games get to, get to have. And the fact that Halo got to have that two entries in a row with, you know, having a legacy moment. Because a lot of franchises, some of the best franchises of all time... Don't ever have a legacy moment. I I don't know if, like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts right now. I don't know if Kingdom Hearts has anything, I would say, that people are going to look back and go, that was a legacy moment for the gaming industry. Great series, you know, but nothing... Maybe be the crossover aspect. I, I thought you might mention that. Like, I also thought, like, Mass Effect Trilogy, like, I could say, like, even though that's amazing, it doesn't have a legacy moment. But then you might say, well, your choices carry over. So... But, you know, I know what you what could mean. always find good things, but, like, there's not, you know, most, even the best games of all time, sometimes they don't really have a legacy-type moment thing. I
1: know what you're saying. It was, like, a better word in one sense is groundbreaking. because Groundbreaking, like the first yeah. Halo 1, yeah, like you said, proved that first-person shooters could work on a console. The second game took multiplayer, and not only, I mean, not only did we have multiplayer online with Halo 2, but we had this whole lobby system and the way it was constructed and how people... You know, once you get past that whole part and just accept it as like, yeah, we're used to this, then you have the whole like 50 level tier system mm-hmm. where people were always talking about what level are you, you know, and it was the talk around school, you know. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's
0: it. I, I, think, I think the reason I brought this up, Josh, is because it's like Halo's lore and story has so much mystery and so much, you know, there's just a feeling you get from Halo. You know, it's almost you feel when you're playing Halo, you get, you get, you you feel like you're in this different space. It's it's very mysterious. It's very, you know, wow, I don't know what to expect. And that's that was also echoed in the game development itself, I feel like, you know, with this new game coming out on this new platform from Xbox and it being this awesome shooter. You could hook your consoles together. It's land. You know, Halo 2's got this online Xbox Live. Like, I think... And then Halo 3, even though we're, we're kind of saying now, like, Halo 3 doesn't have the same level of legacy, I feel like Halo 3 did exactly what it needed to do. It took... All the things it learned, and it made this one stellar package. Like we've talked about before, like it didn't really have the newest music, but it took music from the first two games and kind of gave it the best of moments. Mm-hmm. It gave us the forge. It gave us the theater. It gave us four player co op. It gave us more matchmaking. It really, they really, that whole trilogy just has so much. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it had so much. Um, man, it just. It brought so much to the industry it did a lot that yeah. trilogy really just kept building, giving new things for the i industry. know what you're saying you know no um, absolutely the word, I, the word i had a word in my mind i just can't make it what it is but you know ever everything past halo 3 you know and i'm saying this as someone who loves plenty of the games that came past halo 3 uh past halo 3 it was more like we were just getting more entries in the franchise you know what i mean it's just no been, that's, i think that's kind of what john
1: was saying too like halo 4 having a good story halo 5 having good multiplayer you know they brought good things to the table but it was just more so another sequel wasn't this standout title that revolutionized it and man if somehow infinite is able to to bring something to the table that does that i mean that's going to be so cool for a franchise that's been chugging as long as something like Halo has and had and has had the longest break it's ever had between games to come out and hit a grand slam and not just be this great game but something that other games are going to try to imitate in some way in the future with some aspect
0: yeah, I think, and I think more of the reason I said this is it's not because Halo Infinite needs to have uh, a legacy moment or a groundbreaking moment, but I more wanted to point out, you know, to, to ourselves and, and to everyone listening that like Halo 1, 2, and 3 really had that added benefit of of being kind of watershed legacy moments, groundbreaking moments, you know, each each halo game everyone was so excited it was and you know halo was like one of the biggest games in the world when 3 came out and it was because on top of it being a stellar game it was these groundbreaking moments over and over again but after 3 that kind of quit so you know i feel like um, the expectations for halo infinite and the expectations for halo games in general a lot of times we expect more than than we can really than than is really possible you know we're probably not going to get something with Infinite that is so groundbreaking that people point, point back to Infinite, you know, 50 years from now. People will point back to 1 and 2, probably not Infinite. Um, but I think the route that I would much more like to see for Infinite is, I think, with uh, the new God of War. I think that was the proper direction to take a series that has gotten complacent and, frankly, a little stale. You know, you had your God of War, one, two, three. You had two PSP spinoff titles, and you had a prequel for the, uh, the PlayStation 3. So you had five, uh, what was that? That's uh, six. You had six God of War games that virtually played all the same. Not too much uh, um, growing. Or, man, that word, it's the same word. It starts with an I. tip of my tongue. <laughs> I don't know. am um, innovating. That's the word. Uh, innovating. They didn't really innovate too much. It was just more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. So then, mm-hmm. you know. When you get to PS4 and, you know, if we could if we could have been a fly on the wall hearing that Santa Monica, I believe that's who makes God of War, yeah. Santa Monica, you know, Corey Bar- Bar- Barlog and all that. Did I say his name right? I always want to say Balrog because of yeah. Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but they want, you know, if I was a fly on the wall and I heard that after six God of War games in a row, their plan for PS4 was to make another God of War game, I would have said, you guys are insane. Do you want your studio to stay open? Like, Or maybe maybe not because maybe the God of War sales are so guaranteed. Maybe they do want the studio to stay open. But I would think that you want to do something new. Um, but then when we get the game, and Josh, you haven't played it, correct? No, but you haven't. know enough about it. Yeah, um, I've beat I've beat the new God of War. Uh, when you play it, you realize like they took that IP and they kept all the things that really made it what it was. You know, its identity, but they shifted it into a new type they of. They found game. a way to reinvent it. They reinvented, reinvented it, it, and it is so damn good. And now I would love to play two or three more entries in the series that play like God, this got a war.
1: See, that's... Yeah, no, I, I feel you. That's what where it's tough for me. And it's a very tight rope because it, it still... It does seem like it's... Yeah, I mean, just going on... I feel like this is going to... Everything I'm about to say is going to be the kind of thing where like a couple months from now when we finally see it, I'm either going to be like 100% right or 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with being wrong, but I'm just... Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm just... You know, I feel a little concerned sometimes over the whole reboot structure because I'm not someone personally like i i like i i still get excited about reboots remakes remasters and stuff like that i still want those to be a thing but like i feel like we're so oversaturated with that in video games and cinema music you know just a lot of a lot of different forms of uh of media but i i just i don't uh i don't know i mean this seems like the, the writing's on the wall for this to be uh you know a, its own god of war in that sense where it's a reboot or or more like a reimagining a reinvention you know <laughs> like in <laughs> and coming out like being a launch title just like Halo 1 was and you know trying to bring a bunch of new stuff to the table i mean I, you know i actually read a uh, waypoint post uh looking for the current one the other day and i was like it was this old one i long story about how i got to it but uh it was one of the one of the people who were who wrote that one we're talking about how there's you know, there's going to be things in there that, you know, people aren't expecting and stuff like that. And I mean, me saying that, you know, uh, it might sound like, oh, gosh, you know, there's going to be some huge stuff in there. But, I, you know, I, you never know how to take that stuff when you hear it. Yeah. It could be, just be something small. But I don't know. Like, I'm like a huge part of me is just going to be fine if it just comes out and it's another competent, very good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Halo game. I don't really need it to be a, a revolutionary thing that, that leaves a lasting... Yeah. Uh, footprint. But you know what? Uh I, I just I you know, Brian, you you've said it so many times now and it's I completely agree, dude. But when you say like it it just needs to be good. What is it, right? It just needs to be good again or something like that? Oh, I say uh again, like a, a series sucks until it doesn't. Until it, yeah, until it doesn't. And I think I think this one'll like if it does really well, then I think it's gonna have enough of a legacy in of itself as being that turning point where people look back and are like Man, like, remember when, you know, we had this kind of, like, dry period and all this stuff, yeah. and then they came out with that, and boom, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say, I because, you know, I always feel like there's those things that we as gamers and, the, you know, just people on, you know, whether we're on Twitter or wherever we're at, we try to figure out and think and speculate what they could put in the game that would be something that would blow people away or, or revolutionize you know, either the series or even the industry to an extent. And there's always something that comes out that none of us saw coming. None Mm -hmm. of us expected and we couldn't conceptualize. So I don't know. I, you know, I really, I know I'm rambling and I'll pass it over to you, but it's, it's hard for me to say. I, I would love it to do something like that though. If it could, I would absolutely love it.
0: I think, uh, I think there's there's two things I'll say on, on what you said. One, when you talk about the reboot, I, I would definitely say something like God of War is a much different approach than the Force Awakens.
1: That I would say is, yeah, it's like the re- it's Cause it's weird. It, cause it's like, it, cause it's it, like the reboot and reimagining combined. Because like, yeah,
0: because the, your your issue, Josh, with correct me if I'm wrong, your issue with the whole reboot thing is that it, it plays on like concepts that have already been done, in nostalgia, and it kind of yeah. reuses them. God of War doesn't do that really at all. Um, well, I guess you haven't played it, but I figured you knew enough. But it's basically, no, I, it's, it's a new, fresh experience. It doesn't, like, repeat events of prior games yeah. or touch on that, really. Um, whereas, like, Force Awakens, it's like, hey, remember this? Hey, another Death Star? Hey, you know? Um, so I think that's a little bit different. And then two, as much as I hate to say it, guys, because there's so many of you, including me and, and Josh, uh, who are, are such big fans of, like, Halo 4, um, or I'm a bigger fan than Josh is, but, you know, Josh likes 4, Um such big fans of Halo 4 and, and such big fans of Halo 5's competitive multiplayer and some fans of Halo 5 just campaign and as a whole um, the truth of the matter is i i feel like for the industry as a whole Halo has struck out completely hard and fast twice in a row Halo 4 was a strike was it was not, was it was bad like i'm just talking not for us you know not for we think it's you know it's good but just for that industry as a whole the people who just You know, they want to play a good Halo game. They're not Halo fanatics. Halo 4 was a strikeout. Halo 5 was a strikeout. Infinite really is, like, are you going to be three strikes, you're out. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if we talk about Halo 4 had a good campaign or Halo 4 had really good moments between Cortana and Chief or Halo 5's multiplayer was really fun. Like, that's not cutting it for the industry, it just looks like Halo 4 has striked, or Halo as a series yeah. has striked out twice. This has you to look be at this, really good.
1: When you look at this whole generation that we've been in from as far back as I'd say like 2014, when we're getting all that news about Halo 5 and then the Master Chief Collection clear up until, you know, I'd say now more or less a lot of that, pretty much all that stuff missed the mark for a long time. It didn't get good until later or some people said, you know, it's all subjective, but like, you know, yeah, the multiplayer was great in Halo 5, but the story didn't land with, I'd say about 90% of the the, the fandom, you know, And, and then you look at things like Nightfall, which some do really like, but I think the majority, again, it's another example of most people didn't like it, you know, Master Chief Collection, you know, here we are, just talking about it earlier, having some issues still to this day, Um, I mean, there was a lot of ambition this generation that we can look back on and say there's so much that Halo was trying to do and there was a lot of Halo early on. But in the second half of this generation, they've gone completely quiet and it's easy to imagine why. But, you know, is this one going to be something that comes out and is is good? Yeah, I mean, you know, Brian, I probably go with your answer. I mean, I think really like. I don't, I don't want to get too overly ambitious with my, not expectations, but like, I guess hope. I don't know. I, I just, if it comes out and it's really good, I'm going to be so happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I want, this, I, if, I feel like this is heresy for me to even say this because I'm more of a multiplayer guy despite loving the stories, but like I really want the story to be yeah. so much fun. And I, I mean, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday and this is really, uh, considering i uh, the the pretty much already confirmed that you're going to be playing as chief through the whole story it's going to be like kind of the first full halo game with chief where we don't really have cortana with us because you know halo 5 yes that would count but like you only had it for three missions and they had mm-hmm. blue team around them. so mm-hmm. i'm kind of excited yeah you know i didn't really think about that before but i'm kind of excited to see how they're gonna handle that now you know
0: yeah, I mean, we just don't—I mean, we've had so much speculation on the show. I love speculation. We just don't know. We just don't know anything about this game, really. And I, I I love it. I mean, we're about to know in July, which is so exciting. But, you know, I've just been—as we're talking about this, I'm just thinking, like, the industry, the gaming industry is so doggy dog it's ridiculous. You know, for, like—because, you know, for 343, Halo is their—that's their career. You know, to an extent, that's their life. I mean, obviously, they have a life outside of it, but, like, that's their career— and they're working to make this the best game they can possibly make. But the industry just eats you up and swallows you whole. Because if Halo Infinite comes out and it's not very good or pretty lackluster, people who bought it will play it and go, eh, you can, "Yeah, another Halo game, whatever. And they'll move on to the next game. And it's it's done. You know, it's just... It's just... it's just They consume it and it's over. And, you know, then it's like, holy... You know, the people at 343, it's like, oh my, that was five years of my life. Back to the drawing board. You know, what, whatever. It's, it's kind of like... And I'll use... I don't know if I can count you in this, Josh, I'll just say for myself, I'm kind of an example of, it's the consumer, I mean, the consumers and the industry are are both very doggy dog, but like for me, I wanted to play like a really cool, open, big RPG back in 2014, so I got Dragon Age Inquisition, and I really, really gave that game a lot of slack and a lot of credit where it maybe wasn't due because I wanted that kind of experience, it even won Game of the Year that year, which I hear most people nowadays, they go, I don't think that game really deserved Game of the Year. It wasn't. That's good to
1: hear in one sense, Yeah, I always figured it was the opposite. I figured most people were like, yeah, because I know people yeah. love that game. And I well,
0: think people it like it, but it, I definitely, it. I mean, I hear a lot about it. I'm how, with you. Know, you. Was, that, was that really Game of the Year material? But then, mm-hmm. um, literally, less than a year later, I don't know, nine months later, we get Witcher 3, and Witcher 3 gave me... The same thing I wanted out of Dragon Age Inquisition, but in my personal opinion, and I feel like a, a lot of people's opinion, it was better and uh, ten times better in every respect: the, the the characters, the quests, the quest lines, you know, the open world, everything about Witcher Three was just that game tenfold. So once Witcher Three came out, to me personally, Dragon Age Inquisition was it was kind of dead in the water. I I, I thought it it, it was nowhere near as, as good. I, I looked back and I okay, I gave I gave Dragon Age Inquisition a lot more credit than I should have. Like, well, I
1: think I think know. the thing is, is that Witcher three was a, it's like it fits in that legacy type. Yeah, it, it does. It really took the RP, it, it did a lot for RPGs. It made side quests feel almost as important, if not It kind of made it more mainstream too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I I think uh, if, if Halo was if they were to do anything at three four three, I feel like history kind of has shown that. When you intentionally try to create something big, it's nowhere near as successful as the things that you don't expect to be successful mm-hmm. that end up being that way. Yeah. And I use an example like Gears of War. The Gears of War one's multiplayer was pretty much tacked on at the end of development, became huge, and is, is what it is today. You know, Halo Two. When they were developing that, I mean they they by all intents and purposes wanted to make it good and successful, but I, you, you know you look back at the, those guys who were working on that and you can't imagine that they were expecting that to be to set the standard for what mm-hmm. uh, matchmaking no, yeah. is today it just, so just an
0: idea like how about a couch that's virtual yeah you know, like, it wasn't like they everything.
1: said yeah i can't imagine you know and maybe i'm wrong but i can't imagine max or anyone else there was like okay i'm going to make this you know industry defining mm-hmm. way to play games online that's going to even move past halo you know because it probably it just it just doesn't seem to work that way. Whenever you try to like go in with that intention, when you try to go in swinging with that, so
0: well, and you got to like they're they're in such a unique position because like they these are this is a new studio that inherited one of the biggest franchises on the planet. Like you, they're not starting like you just said. Like you know, they weren't when they made Halo one or two. They weren't planning on it being this huge thing. Well, when three four three started making their Halo games, they were planning on it being this gigantic thing. You know, that's how they went into it. It's like it's like if me and Josh had decided we want to start a podcast, and Joe Rogan gave us his podcast. He said, "I'm I'm out. You guys take over. You, you guys run the Joe Rogan podcast." And then everyone who listens, pretty much everyone who listens to Joe Rogan podcast, would be like, "Who are these two jokers? I don't want to listen to th- these. These guys suck. Like this is nothing like <laughs> this is nothing like the good old days of Joe Rogan." And we would just keep. Rolling along with the Joe, because like we inherit, we would have inherited, like, I think that I, I picked that because I no, think it's the biggest yeah. podcast in the world I can think of. Yeah. That. Um, That's a good know, example. If we inherited the biggest podcast in the world, like, the expectation is going to be the same quality, but Josh and I are not going to be Joe Rogan. So uh, rather than have humble beginnings like Sacred Icon Halo, you know, the people at, <laughs> the people at 343, they didn't get humble beginnings. They got hired and it's like, okay, now you need to make one of the best damn games ever. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> Yeah. That's hard, dude. That's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but
1: it's it's uh, go ahead.
0: I was just to say, like earlier when I was talking about like, you know, like Witcher 3 kind of re- replace Inquisition in my mind, like in, in a sense, and that's what I mean by doggy dog as far as like consumers go. Like if if we play Halo Infinite and it's either bad or maybe it's just good enough to be good. Maybe we'll give you know a lot of us will be like, oh yeah, another Halo and this is kinda great and this is kinda cool, whatnot. But then as soon as another game comes out, it doesn't even really it doesn't even have to be a first person shooter. As soon as we get like Cyberpunk or something, that just it's it's just so much better or so much more like revolutionary or enjoyable than Halo Infinite, it's just dead in the water. You know, nobody's talking, you know, nobody's talking about that game anymore. Like that's why Halo Infinite needs to be, you know, it doesn't need to be like watershed, you know, moment, but it needs to be a little bit more than just another Halo because What's going to make people still talk about and play Halo Infinite, you know, after Cyberpunk comes out, after Last of Us 2 comes out, after who knows what?
1: No, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, you you don't want to look back a couple years from now and say Halo Infinite was just that launch title on Series X and it was really cool at the time. Or just another Halo game. Because, I mean, everyone in the Halo community will, you know, find something to love about it, even if maybe 90% of it is stuff that people don't like. You know, if it's the same situation again. You know, people in the community will still find something to love about it. But in terms of like overall mass appeal, yeah, I know what you're saying. It kind of does. It kind of does need to have a little something like that. And you know, if it is just a very great, you know, Halo game, like a nine nine out of ten type game that uh, comes out swinging, looks beautiful, plays beautifully, um, you know, has a great multiplayer, great story, and everything. You know, I'm fine with that, mm-hmm. but I would like it. Yeah, I would definitely like it to be more because history has really shown. I mean, we didn't get it's to ca- all these halos. We didn't get yeah. to this discussion without coming off of the uh, benchmark changes that Halo One and Two brought exactly. to the industry.
0: It's kind of interesting too, like to even to even make it sound worse. The whole like doggy dog thing is. Josh and I played Doom Eternal right when it came out, and we both really liked Doom 2016, and we thought Doom Eternal was really awesome. And we started playing it, and we we're having a great time, and then. Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and it's like all of our like interest in Doom was starting to be sucked out already by another game, and like, luckily I had finished it before Final Fantasy VII Remake had come out, but I was still in the Doom mood when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. Second, I started playing Final Fantasy VII, I was not in the Doom mood anymore, I was kind of over it. And then Josh, he still had to finish Doom, so he was, like he told me, he was kind of like, he was near the, nearing the end of Doom Eternal, and he was kind of like, despite the game being great his mindset had already kind of moved to the next game so he was kind of just wanting to get it over with and that's how this industry is you know it's so it's so doggy dog with that stuff that's like man if you can't make your game come out and really shine and doom eternal did shine that was a good a good, really good game but even with a good game you see like me and Josh we were already like kind of like our interest is already being pulled by this other game so it's hard that's all i got to say it's just it's yeah it hard. is
1: no it is hard it's definitely tricky like i look at Doom Eternal, and I—I'll I, have a hot take about this, but i, I think it's going to go down as one of the, the most competent, successful games that gets forgotten about of all time. I—that's just my It'll opinion. It's and I big might year be wrong. For
0: it's a huge I, year I for look,
1: gaming. I look at it and I think Doom, it feels like Doom Eternal came out so long ago, and it feels like that fire is just completely gone now. And uh, not because the game was bad, because like Brian said, it was—it's a great game. It, by all by all accounts, is a great sequel. But yeah, you know, I don't it's hard to say and you know what too. uh regarding halo like in this aspect you know phil spessard said recently like we're not really gonna feel the effects of of what's all going on right now in the world until sometime next year and you know what you know in this dog eat dog kind of uh, aspect of the industry that brian's talking about i think you know it's entirely possible that you know halo might be the kind of thing where it's in a good position uh because of, you know, stuff will slow down and maybe there won't be a whole lot of uh, game releases next year compared to this year and stuff like that. And then, you know, who's to say? I mean, it really it really is like we can sit here and, and whack speculation all the time and it's fun. But, man, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. July is such a tipping point. It's such a tipping point, dude. There's all the. So much is going to be. It's going to be
0: crazy to see what what is our what is our first podcast going to be like after that event, yeah? Because we're gonna we're gonna have all this to say, and we just don't we don't we have no idea where we can go. It could be like oh this looks outstanding, or it could be like this looks good, but this is really different for Halo. Like why is there RPG mechanics? Like who knows what could happen?
1: Yeah. So that's um, that's what I mean. Like it's going to be weird to to look at that point. See, get to the game, see what it looks like, see what's announced, and then have that fuel us like up until the release of the game you know like maybe I, I would think that after July if they just show say like some campaign stuff mm-hmm. finally uh, you know maybe maybe then you know each month they'll start off showing off different aspects of the game like multiplayer or warzone or whatever you know I mean who who's to say how they're gonna do it but that's where it's gonna hit that point where everything changes yeah. you know and it's just getting to there but I think uh, at least for me my overall thoughts on this is that i think i think it does it needs to have a little something that's really going to set itself apart and i think it doesn't need it in one sense because if it is if it is reviewed very well and people really enjoy the story then people are going to be able to look past that's enough that's the baseline it's enough enough. yeah it's, it's it's that that's the minimum they need to hit but in order to really make it stand out with Halo 1 and 2 and even 3 to an extent you know it's definitely gotta it's gotta do something it's gotta do something really unique unto itself and, and it could it definitely could I mean, I mean you
0: look it, at like uh, that God of War the the new one it, it got Game of the Year you yeah. know I, I think yep. that relatively and I don't know off the top of my head but I'm pretty sure that God of War had not won a Game of the Year in a long time If yeah, I, I I'm know. guessing the first one probably did maybe the second I don't know but for God of War to win Game of the Year in 2018, that's pretty huge because they, they went back to the drawing board and, and and made they breathed new life into that series. Um, I would love to see that happen with Halo Infinite. I would love to see, like, this is a real Game of the Year contender. Like, this game is good. Like, God of War 2018 was a really good game. And, like, to see that happen with Infinite, like, that's put Halo back on the board, you know. Like, it's not even on the board right now. Halo, Halo is on that, like, this distant area where all the other games that, that went on too long go die, you know, like, I know that sounds horrible, but, you know, we, Josh and I, we, we try to talk, you know, outside of just the Halo fanatics, because, you know, in a sense, that's what we are, and it's it's easy to go, Halo never died, it's still here, well, yeah, it did You want to
1: look outside the box.
0: Yeah, to us, it didn't, but, like, to the industry at large, like, you know, it's just, no, it's just another Halo game, and then you have so many people who... Just chime in randomly, like, "Oh, I remember when Halo was good," and it's like it kind of hurts you as a Halo fan because you're like, "Oh, it still is good to me in so many ways." But like to that more mainstream crowd or, or a crowd that's not like as fanatical about it, yeah, it's how that's how
1: they feel. Um, you know what, too, though, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to say, like, you know, I, a lot of I, I could be wrong, but I think you know most of the Halo games have always had something where, like, after the first level or two, maybe three. Something big usually happens like after the first Halo 1 level, you land on Halo and it feels open, you know, and compared to the, the tight corridors that are the first level in Pillar Bottom. You get to Halo 2 and you, you the Scarab, and you get to Halo 3 and, you know, there's like two Scarabs and, and all this stuff. And, um, you know, then you get to Halo 4 and there's stuff like the Mantis. And then when you're flying in that ship, I, I, I can't think of it, you know, and even as far back as Halo Reach with that, you know, um, I don't know. So, I mean, uh, there's always something, like, campaign-wise where something just kind of, like, opens up in a way. I mean, I don't really count ODST because it's kind of different, but Mm. I wonder, like, you know, I said before, uh, and this is just pure speculation at this point, but I said several episodes back that, like, regarding the whole Cortana situation, you know, I wonder if they're just going to, like, try to wrap that kind of, like, storyline up and have it segue at the same time into this new overarching plot. Like, you know how Julem Dama just got killed off pretty much right away in Halo yeah, 5. It's tough, yeah. dude,
0: because you, yeah, you, it's, do, it's, you don't want them to double down on the Cortana thing, but think if they did, like, a Palpatine Rise of Skywalker thing.
1: Yeah, and I'm not necessarily saying they need to do that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I wonder I wonder if we're going to have something. Like, let's say, hypothetically, you know, like, if that whole very first video we saw of Halo Infinite's announcement, when you see the animals and you see all that kind of stuff, even though that was just kind of them, like, kind of showing off the slip space engine, really. Like... What if maybe the first couple levels of this game are something that's more tight and familiar? And then we get to a point where, like, maybe this whole game is going to take place. The main plot is going to take place on this Halo ring. And, you know, it's kind of, they drop us down on there and we're able to just, we have a nab point, but then we can go run around and and look around if we want. Like, that could be the kind of thing that really, where we go, Oh shit! I mean, yeah, there's there's a there's a sense of like
0: you have your old jaded crowd, which I weave in and out of. It's like, oh, just give me twelve missions as Master Chief and straightforward missions, you know. But then then you have your other crowd that's like, you know, do you want Halo to be relevant? going forward because if you do, you can't stick in the same bubble forever. You just can't. Yeah, like even you're right. even something like you know, people keep talking about like how the new Doom games are a return to form, and I've said this before to Josh, like. Uh, in a sense, they they do they do sit on the pillars of the original Doom with like you know fast paced combat and and metal music which was the, the original. But the new Doom games don't play anything like the original. If you really go back and play the original and you play the new ones, they don't they, they've evolved so much and changed so they've added so much to make it a new fresh experience. Uh, if you want your franchise to continue on like that, you've got to be willing to take you know some risks and, and mix it up a bit. Like if you know, if this new Halo game is all takes place on one ring and it's open world and it's it's not a linear mission structure and you got to kind of go to the nav point, like Josh is saying, maybe there's some light, light RPG mechanics. Because I feel like most games nowadays, have even racers have RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might look at that like at a reveal and my initial instinct might be go might be like as Brian, I might be going, oh, you know what? I just wanted 12 missions this regular linear 12 missions. I didn't want this. But then I immediately like two seconds later go, OK, you know what? We have that in, in, what, six Halo games already? Seven Halo, however yeah. many Halo games. And I want my, this franchise to grow and mature and, and continue to be relevant. You know, let's just see. And then maybe I even play it and I realize it's really good, but I'm still like, I prefer the originals. Well, guess what? I can go play those. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, exactly. Not, it really not comes down to the yet.
1: expectations. That's so why I always say, I know I'm a broken record, guys, but that's why I always say, I'd, for me personally, I just want them to give me whatever game they're making because, yeah, there's things I want, but there's things like millions of people want in these games and you can't please everyone. And, you know, if you stay inside that bubble, you're never going to get to see what is potentially on the other side. That could be really cool that you could really like to. So
0: I feel like that's, I feel like that's what happened with God of War, because if I, I wasn't a huge God of War fan, but if I was, if they told me that they were putting the camera perspective behind Kratos's shoulder oh, okay. and giving it and giving him a son and then setting it in, in uh, uh, Norse times, I probably have been like, "Oh uh, no, 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 no," like I Kratos is a badass, he doesn't have a son, it's Greek, and I don't know, you know, but
1: let me ask you something real quick. Do you think, you know, considering like how much has just been leaked uh in the industry right now, mm-hmm. just like this past week even, uh do you feel like what, what do you think the odds are of Halo of some genuine leaks coming out of this game or not? Infinite? Yeah.
0: Man, if it's came this far without leaks, I think they're going to hold true. I, I don't think there's well, going to be any
1: didn't how how far away was it when Halo Five got that like off cam footage of the multiplayer? Uh, it how was like
0: away? it was like days before the release, I think. Uh, okay, I can remember now. Yeah, because it was like uh, yeah, because it was it was showing us like aim down sights with the AR, and we're like, yeah. what? And, and then the, like, I think literally the, like the next day, it was like they showed some footage and told us about the beta. So.
1: I mean, maybe... Yeah, that was it.
0: Maybe we'll get some infinite, like, spillage a couple days before, but, like, at that point, when you just preferred to let the studio have their moment... Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: I mean, I don't... I'm not implying I want that stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. just curious, because so much, it seems like it's so hard to keep stuff a secret now. That's really that's really been something that's changed the past couple of years, but, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I think it could really... It could really go either way, which way, and I'm... I, I, my final thoughts on that, I'm completely fine if... It ends up just being a great Halo game. As long as that story is is fun, you know, I'm fine with it. And I honestly think, I think just the fact that we're going to be playing as Chief again is already going to make most of us enjoy it enough, regardless of what ends up happening with the plot. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the biggest takeaway outside of the Cortana situation in 5 was just that people didn't, like... Playing as Locke over Chief, mm-hmm. and, and they wanted to play as Chief more and, and get to know Blue Team more.
0: You were kind of asking people to not only play as a new character like Arbiter, but get to know essentially six-ish new characters. Because if you didn't read the books, the Blue Team was new. And then even if you did read the books, they still kind of felt new. And then Olympia Vale and Tanaka and Locke, and then it's... it's some believe it or not, this sounds crazy to the halo purists like us you know but like some people probably didn't even play odst they didn't even know who buck was i mean odst yeah. was just an expansion pack or something you know like to them so i feel like
1: that's a little bit more forgivable though than some of the other ones like tanaka like you need to read escalation true kinda, true yeah you know but i i, I agree yeah. at the same time
0: but, i agree josh you want to move into our next topic we're really we, we went long on that one but it was, it was a good conversation man I
1: no absolutely it. um next topic
0: guys this is uh this, this could get people pretty heated does canon matter? And let me. This is kind of how I'll preface it. Is you know when we talk about canon, I'm referring to the 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 lore of a franchise, the the rules of a world that are set by the creator. So you know, um, George Lucas, you know, said that uh, Anakin was the chosen one. Okay, that's that's canon. But some random book that came out in '97 made by someone else. Might not be canon, okay? Are you follow me? Um, so then, you know, with Halo, um, everything that at this point in time, everything that's in the books, the comics, the games, it's all canon. It all counts. Um, but sometimes, and I'm definitely—I mean, Josh, you're you're a canon person, right? Like I'm very much a canon person. Like I I care about the canon. I'm pretty middle ground, actually. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I care about canon a lot. I love the canon. Um, I want it to make sense. I want it to be. Um, I want it to flow well. But sometimes I think the canon gets in the way of just being entertained by something, of just enjoying something for what it is. Um, you know, the the easiest example is uh is the Star Wars the Star Wars movies. Um, you know, Josh and I have talked about it before like Rise of Skywalker was a really enjoyable experience to us, but canon-wise it, it it wrecks the the series really hard, you know, it wrecks the
1: lore pretty well, pretty bad. Definitely got it, it was it's, it's a conflicted movie in that
0: very conflicted in that sense, you know, it it does things like uh, bring back Palpatine who was supposed to be, you know, had his had that redemptive moment of Darth Vader throwing palpatine you know down the 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 shaft or whatever yeah um and you know and and turning to the to the good side at the last moment and like then you also had like you know uh anakin being the chosen one but then in the end it kind of seems like his it didn't amount to too much
1: yeah never Uh, showed up never had a presence in that sequel trilogy yeah You, you almost forget he was in rise of skywalker
0: yeah so so as a as a canon person, it's really easy to get upset. hurts. Yeah, see, as a canon person, it's really easy to get upset because, you know, uh, both of us, but Josh far more intimately than, than me, we, we both understand the, the lore and the canon of Star Wars and, and, and what was established. And to see something like Rise of Skywalker, um, it, if you're fixated on the canon, it, it kind of spits in your face. But if you just watch those nine movies and you try to have a good time, you get a completely different uh, perspective, and somebody I use all the time uh, as an example is my is my dad because, and I think Josh, you could use your dad as an example too because our dads are very much, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna watch this movie, I'm gonna give you the very brunt, like, yeah, it was good, you know, I liked it, you know, uh, they're not gonna fixate on like, you know, that character's hair wasn't actually this color in that section of time, you know, yeah. canon stuff. So like my dad, he loves, uh, he loves, he likes to watch all nine of the Star Wars movies. He. uh... You know, he, he wasn't as big a fan as of the prequels, and then he thought last Jedi wasn't as good. And you kinda see you can kinda see like the kind of person you're talking to by what they say. You know, my dad just wants to have a good, fun, entertaining experience. And he kinda got that from the originals the Force
1: Awakens and And
0: The Force Awakens and, you know, and, and uh yeah, you know, Rise of Skywalker. But so if I try to talk to my dad about canon, he's gonna be like You know, you're just a nerd. You know, he'd be like, shut up. You know, (laughs) whatever. I don't care. You know, it was a good movie. You know, and that's fair. Like, that's a completely fair perspective. Like, these things are just supposed to be made for entertainment. Like, when it comes down to brass tacks, guys, Halo, Star Wars, all these things, this podcast you're listening to, it's for entertainment. Like, it's not the be all end all to life. But at the same time, we get so passionate about the things we love. Um, and, it, and and we get so passionate that it really does affect our enjoyment. Even if the movie is objectively fun and good and enjoyable, we might not be able to enjoy it because of the canon. And I bring up Star Wars because it's always the easiest thing to compare with with Halo for some reason. I don't know why it is, but no, I love it it. It, it. it goes for Halo too, though. You know, or Halo as well, I should say. You know, I, I feel like canon-wise, everyone was pretty happy with Halo up until Reach. Reach was the first moment that anyone was upset because reach kind of conflicted with the events of the book and kind of changed things around. And then four kind of gave a different perspective to the forerunners than somebody, some people may have liked. And then you get to five and Cortana becomes this kind of mustache twirling evil villain and becomes evil. And people didn't like that. And it's like, so with, with halo infinite, um, you know, if Halo Infinite is just a really good Halo game that feels like true Halo has, you know, feel you got the Halo music, the Halo feel, that mystery, the Halo ring, you play in as cheat it feels great. But the canon's a little off. You know, how much should we let that affect our enjoyment? Josh, I've talked a lot. No, what, you're do, you have, fine. what do you have to say?
1: Uh, a lot, actually. I, you know, that stuff's tough because with when it comes to canon, I feel like sometimes I, I feel like the the dark side of canon is that it makes it much harder for you to enjoy whatever the product mm-hmm. is, whatever that form of media is. But it makes when you get
0: it, the enjoyment, it's so much higher.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so much more – it's it's so much higher, but it's also so much more difficult to enjoy because you go in – even if you don't have expectations, you go in and there might be something you see or hear or experience that you're like, I do not like that. I've read these books. I've read these comics, and this is trampling over – you know you're going to feel some way. So with Star Wars being a good example, too, like it's, you know, in some ways it's like that's that movie's awesome and it's fun. But then the, the person of, the person in me who just who cares about the canon aspects of Star Wars is like, why, you know, for some things. So I, and that's another thing, too, is like if I was to have the entire script of the plot of Halo Infinite and I'm holding it up to a bunch of Halo fans, but I turn to the page that said, let's just say hypothetically, cheap dies. let's just say. Mm-hmm. And I turn to that page and I hold it up and that's all people can see. They're going to have a, a reaction, whether it's mm-hmm. positive or negative. Yeah. Most people just looking at that are going to be more on the negative side than on the positive side. It's, it's, it's a safe assumption, I feel mm-hmm. like. However, you don't see what's all in the rest of those pages and you don't see what's all in there. So I think with when it comes to canon, sometimes that kind of like us caring so much, uh, the the I don't know is it oxymoron or maybe maybe it's just to play devil's advocate. The 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 other end of that is sometimes you kind of miss out on enjoying mm-hmm. the rest of what's there because this you might be hung up on this one thing. It hurts, we heard of so. it's Kind it.
0: of like it reminds me of you, Josh. With like when we first saw the Last Jedi, Josh was like, Josh was like. Luke would never, like, almost kill his nephew because he was worried about him going to the dark side. Like, that is not Luke's character. And, like, I was more open to it because I'm far less of a hardcore Star Wars fan than Josh. But, like, if I try to put myself in Josh's shoes and, like, let's say in Halo Infinite, Chief at one point says, it's too difficult. We got we have to give up. You'd be like, no, 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 no. Like, Chief would never say that. Chief always said, we need to fight. We need to fight. Chief will fight no matter what the odds are, until he dies or wins. Like, he will just not stop. So to see Chief just go, yeah, it's too hard. We, we better back down. Like, that would be so out of character. And so for Josh, when he, he watched The Last Jedi, and there's several things that he didn't care for about Last Jedi, but for him, at least in the beginning, I don't know where you still stand, Josh, but the thing you were really hung up on right when you first saw that movie was like, that is not how Luke would act. That is that de- that de- just like, but to you, it just felt like you betrayed his character. And Josh wasn't really wrong to feel that way at all but then somebody who loved it and and prefers that that story route for for luke they're not really wrong either that's just that's that's the problem it's not really a problem it's a good thing but like you know you have somebody who's so fixated on the canon and you have somebody who just wanted to watch it for entertainment and then to be fair like maybe josh and the other person were both fixated on the canon and one of them liked luke's way uh, like direction and one didn't um you know it can go any way but it's like uh, it, it's just it's it's so cool how the canon can enrich uh, our love for something, but it also just sucks how much it can ruin something. If, yeah. Because I I I watched Rise of Skywalker and I walked out of the theater and I thought, man, that was such a fun movie. I want to go see this again tomorrow. Like I was, I loved it. But then I started talking with Josh. I started talking with Matthew Salvatore at Pure Genius Logo, and yeah, I man. was like, you know what? Like I started talking, I'm like you know what? Yeah, like you know. The Chosen One and Anakin, and you know that not being really featured there, and Ray taking on the name, but she's actually a Palpatine. I, I started thinking, "Oh my!" And for a moment, I convinced myself that Rise of Skywalker is the worst movie I've ever seen. And then I visited, <laughs> and then I blink and I and I, I watch it, and I'm like, "This is a super fun movie." So, you know, I don't know. Like, on one hand, it's a
1: double edged. It it's is a double-edged sword. It, it, It's
0: a double edged sword because on one hand, I want to be the guy who's like. I love pe- I love passion. I love people's passion. You be passionate for what you love. I love it. You know, show me that Halo passion. Show me that Star Wars passion. And there's another part of me that goes, and you know, don't take offense to this anyone. I I can very much channel my old man and be like, it's just a movie, kid. Get over it. Get a job. You know, it's like yeah. get it. it's like it's not life. You know, like it's 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 fake. You know, it's pretend. You know, it's in a sense it's like playing with your action figures, but to you know, but a hundred million. Yeah, because I mean, more, when
1: you know. we were kids, let's say watching Star Wars or you know X Men or anything, you know, Lord of the Rings, even you didn't think about the canon aspects. No. Like you, you were just kind of learning about that. That's stuff why we loved Ewoks
0: as kids, and some people still do. But
1: that kind of falls into just getting older because people do care about that stuff more. Just like when you watch television shows, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, this season feels completely. The Characters. And you know, in season two, never would have done that. But here they are in season six, and this is happening. And you know, it, it's yeah, it's a really tough. What
0: do underfall. our dads have that we don't? Like they have an ability to just sit back and like be entertained and let well, it slide I, off. I think
1: it's <laughs> I think it's the fact that people like our dads don't. They either don't know or don't care enough to peer into mm-hmm. the other extended universe aspects to those forms of media. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And you know, like, Lord of the Rings is probably a good example, one of the only few examples I can think of, canon-wise, that has not ever been sullied. Now, there's been different versions of that, you know, but, like, most, for the most part, there's always been something where a franchise had, was going good for a while, mm-hmm. and then the other shoe dropped, and something, something happened that really upset people. Yeah. And they, and... For you know every different franchise, it either got better or it either got worse, and, and and in some ways, for for Halos, it's gotten. I think I think most would agree it's gotten worse in just in the sense that, you know, a, a lot of a lot of changes happened. Like Halo Four told a more intimate story, and that's great. Cortana died. Most people are completely fine with that because the story was excellent. Mm-hmm. But then you get to Halo Five, and then. What we got in Halo 5 that a lot of people don't like yeah. is a direct result of how things went plot wise in Halo 4. So it's it's hard. It's really it's really tough. I think, you know, I, I we haven't even really answered this yet, but I think I think canon does matter, but there's a sort of threshold on on what we should On how much it matters? on, on how much it on how much we should let it matter and how much we shouldn't let it matter, because again, we we get to a point where we we let it affect how much we enjoy something because a good example, you know, Brian and I always talk subjective versus objective and, you know, subjectively you might enjoy something or you might not enjoy something, but objectively you you can recognize that it's good. Last Jedi is probably my favorite film in the Skywalker, uh, the last three of the, of the sequel trilogy. And uh, when it first came out, I wasn't feeling that way at all. I can look at that film in one sense, say subjectively, I don't. That's that's the film out of those three that has the most that 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 bothers me or, or upsets me when it comes to canon. But objectively, it's the best I feel and fantastic. It's like the most original it. thing to come. Yeah, to and that. I mean in, in one sense that's subjective too. But uh, you know a good I'll put it, I'll put it this way a good example of subjective versus subjective is that Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a film I went as a kid and saw eleven times in the cinema. No, I've said that before on the podcast, but it's just—it's amazing. Are you guys hearing me eleven times? Eleven,
0: okay. Somebody's somebody's gonna like, like, go on your Twitter and be like, "Hey, my local theater is playing that, and I saw it twelve times," and then you're gonna you're gonna
1: break down and say, "Block them, <laughs> yeah, block, <'em. laughs> blocked. You are now blocked, blocked. by jovial Josh." Uh, no. Uh, but okay. A good example with that is that subjectively I saw it 11 times as a kid and I was enjoying the heck out of it, but objectively I recognize that it is one of the worst films ever made and it's so bad, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's the both sides of the same coin right there. And I think, I mean, I'm going to switch over to you, Brian, but I mean, do you kind of get that with, with, with Halo? I mean, like, because I, I feel like with Star Wars as an example, they do what's, you know, they, they've had what's called like Legends content now. They, they've done, even before stuff got uh before the disney acquisition you know and they had all the books and all the games and comics and stuff um before those got made not canon to george lucas they weren't canon but to everyone else they were still canon but there were even aspects of those that were considered not canon and one example being a droid that uh had like force sensitivity i think or became a jedi or something like that uh and i mean when things aren't like, like, if you if you were to come out today and give me a Star Wars game, and they say it's not canon, but there's this amazing story, and it does this crazy stuff, and let's say you're playing as some guy, like, almost like the, I'd say like the Force Unleashed had levels where you would uh play as the dark side version of Starkiller, and you would go kill Luke Skywalker and all that stuff. If you just had a game of something like that, I would probably enjoy it even more in one sense, because... I know not to take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I can just enjoy it for what like it Shadow is. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, I yeah. can exactly. That's that's a great, another great example. So I mean, over to you, man. What are your thoughts on all this?
0: I mean, I think, I mean, if you have to, like, if you if it's a yes or no question, to does canon matter? And you could, and all I could say is yes or no. I'd say yes. Me too. Um, but I I think we we should. I think people should be more aware of why they don't like things or why they do like things, um, before they start to, you know, criticize other people. I mean, really, really, there's no reason to ever, if, if someone's just trying to have a good time and be, you know, there's really no reason to criticize them at all. If they want to have a discussion, then, then there's more of a, a, an avenue for that. But like, um, you know, for instance, with rise, with like rise of Skywalker, I feel like it's pretty. I feel like it's pretty obvious that it's an entertaining film. I mean, I I know some of you out there are probably listening and saying, "I hate that movie, Brian. I hate its existence." That
1: film is so much fun to watch. It. But it's, it's never boring. F- but
0: it's fun. It's just really fun. Yeah. So like, if someone likes that movie, like, should should that be that hard for us to understand? Not really. It's, it's 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 really fun and enjoyable. Now, if somebody hates it because of what it did to the canon, I I think that's understandable as well. Um, mm-hmm. Another, whereas like. And I feel so bad. I'm so sorry, uh, Missa Red, for, for this. I'm about to say this. But with like Halo Five story, I feel like majority of people go, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the story for entertainment purposes. I didn't enjoy it for canon purposes. Like, I think, you know, obviously there's some people, like I just mentioned, like Missa Red, who really, really loves Halo 5. And I'm so glad she does. But in general, that's just a movie that, or that's just a game that uh, the story... People just don't like it doesn't matter what your perspective is, if it's canon or if it's or if it's just enjoyment. Most people are just like, you know, I didn't really it was it just kind of seems it's not very, very good, Um, you know, unfortunately. So I I think canon matters. But what makes me want to be like a butt and say, like, it doesn't matter is when I see those people who hold so tightly and so true to the canon that they rain on everyone else's parade you know, and that they be buttheads about it and they try to ruin other people's enjoyment. Like that makes me so angry to see that, that I want to just be like, I want to say canon doesn't matter because when you are so caught up in the canon that you're trying to ruin something for someone else or bring someone down for liking something, I think you've then become too idolistic of the canon. The canon now means too much to you, in my opinion, um, so that's kind of my final words on it. Really. I, I don't think I could say it better if I kept trying.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, I think, okay. As an example, like, uh, you know, you mentioned Missa with like in Halo five, like, uh, Heruspis, uh, you know, he loves last Jedi, you know? And yeah. I think it, that one is a bit more split evenly down the middle, but I think it, I'm, i honestly do think it's more people dislike it more than they like it. Like, I'd probably say it's like 60, 40, 70, 30, it's, it's, yeah, it's, but, yeah. but that being said, like, there's people out there like him who who love that movie, who love Rose Tico. And if you don't like Rose, that's fine. But then there's people who that's their favorite character. I remember seeing a video of Kelly Marie Tran after that movie came out. She was in like a cafe and someone was with her and recording a video of her reacting to some other people that didn't know she was there discussing their thoughts on the movie and this one girl talks about how much she loved Rose and Kelly just starts crying and she's happy and it's like that means something to those people and even though I might not have I mean it's a different topic I won't go into on the show but you know my reasoning for not liking uh, some of the stuff Luke did in that film isn't so black and white and one dimensional but there's other people that have great perspectives that are the complete opposite of mine and they love Luke for that reason so it's like Brian said I mean when it comes down to that stuff, it's really like it can go either which way because even if – the people who liked it could still be the people who care about canon. But I think, yeah, the if, if you had to put – if I had to just say a short answer, yeah, I think canon does matter. I think that's the driving force for a lot of us because it, it's – we like the escapism. Mm-hmm. We want to get away and go into another world that feels real and 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 full of life and, and competent Consistent. And structured, yeah, yeah. you know? And it's fun to escape to those and feel like you can be a hero in those worlds, right? Or just be a fly on the wall in those worlds. So it does matter to that extent. But the older we get, on the flip side, is that it sometimes does make it harder for people to enjoy stuff because, you know, it's it's just like, you know, and, and Miss is a great example. You know, I, I she enjoys Halo 5 and, and really, really likes it. And her opinion is just as valid as anybody else who is the complete opposite, you know? You
0: know, I, I hate to be blunt, but really the answer to, to does canon matter is don't be an ass. That's, yeah. that's really the response because, you know, just look, like, not, not to not to make Josh and I look like we're trying to be virtuous or something, but it's like, I think Halo 5, personally, just as my personal opinion as Brian, I think Halo 5 story sucks. I don't like it at all. Do you like it at all, Josh? I
1: don't. Uh, I can't say I do. But I love that other people do. I mean, I love the verticality in gameplay, but no, just wise, the story. Yeah. Just the story. Yeah, of yeah, game yeah story, game. no. I don't like it at all, but I love
0: that people like it. I love that people love the game. I, 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 When I see someone who says Halo 5 is my favorite Halo story or Halo 5 is one of my favorite stories, I love to hear that. Like, I enjoy that. Um, I think that's how we all need to be. If somebody says Rise of Skywalker is the best Star Wars movie they've ever seen, Great, you know, like I, I'm so stoked for you to have that. Like, yep. uh, I just don't think there's anything to benefit from. And somebody, and I've even seen people go like, "Oh, well, if they were, if they were just looking at the movie critically, or if they were just looking at the canon." No, 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 no. back up. You've already went too far. They don't need to look at the movie critically. They don't need to look at the canon. Why? Like, wh- what makes yeah. you what makes you think they need to understand that? They don't. It's entertainment. If they got enjoyment out that's of it,
1: that's a bit of entitlement. Yeah. In it is. Aspect. It
0: is. Now, if they come to you and they say, you know, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, "I'm I'm a film critic and I think Rise of Skywalker is, the, you know, next Citizen Kane," you know, if they say that, well, then they've opened them. They want to have a debate with you. They've opened themselves. They've, they've made a
1: yeah. They're kind of gaslighting. Yeah. They've
0: bit. made an accusation. But if someone just goes, you know, I just got done seeing Rise of Skywalker. I just got done playing Halo Infinite. Halo Five
1: was one of my favorite
0: stories. Great. Like, there's not. They're not. They're not inviting you to to chastise them. So.
1: Yeah, you were a good example of it, Brian, because I remember just playing Halo 4 for that first time, and I was like, this feels like the shortest Halo I've ever played outside of like ODST, and I thought, this story's different, and I remember kind of liking kind of liking the whole Chief and Cortana dynamic, but then by the end of it, I was like, man, I hate Promethean. I was like, what is all, I don't even understand what's going on, and then, you know, I think like a year passed or whatever, and then I, I saw you, and then you were talking to me, and you know all this stuff, you feel this way, and you had, you've you said before on the show that you were someone who was kind of a Halo 4 apologist for a long time and, and just trying to back it up and, and stuff like that. Well, then when you talked to me, you were completely nice and you were understanding of what my opinion was. And Josh didn't experience. have much
0: good to say about it.
1: Yeah, and, and granted, it wasn't like I was crapping all no, over he was it, just like just, i don't like man. it this doesn't feel yeah. right and you know. brian was like that's you know hey i get that i understand that and then he was like well did you you know this part blah, blah. and he would just start explaining stuff to me and that's when i was like whoa i i, I kind of had an out-of-body experience and i was like i gotta re-examine this and i kind of want to replay halo 4 now and, and look at it with a new set of eyes so i mean dude just compare, boy, that, just compare that to if i had been like you don't like halo 4 you idiot it's like do you not even understand
0: this, this history of halo that would have just that would have just shut down any chance yeah it's light.
1: it's tough and i think even online especially on some place like twitter we're all guilty of having hot takes at some time at some point it's become and a thing to make hot take posts yeah that's the thing where it really opens that, uh, opens up people wanting to debate and like when people make hot takes sometimes that's what they're doing because they're welcoming it you know but then other times you just you really feel strongly that it's this way but there's going to be somebody that you know that doesn't feel that way yeah. and I think with, with it, Halo especially, like, I don't know, you can, it's okay, It, it it's okay to not like it, to, to not like an aspect of it, but I, I really think the deciding factor with all this kind of stuff is you just, you, you might have, you have to keep your expectations in check, you really do, you have to like babysit them, nurse them, because like you when you guys saw that topic for Battle royale just take off on uh, Twitter for Halo what if that game doesn't what if infinite does not have battle royale there's gonna be people out there maybe none of you guys listening but there's gonna be somebody out there that's I mean excuse my language pissed they're gonna be upset that it's not in there and it's like why are they judging a game on what it doesn't have instead of focusing on what it does have and and, and valuing it on those merits so expectations really get in the way and then also, you know, and that you know how things go with the story can can greatly affect that because of expectations. I, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that I feel like if I go into Halo, and I just Halo Infinite, I'm sorry, and I just just play it and just try to experience it and not put too much, uh, too much stock into the story in terms of like from the outset, like what this needs to be, what this better be. I'll probably enjoy it 10 times more Mm -hmm. and be able to come around to stuff that maybe a lot of people won't like because I'm just taking it for what it is. So it's a really, it's, I think, I think the whole, that question, really the, the answer, the best answer I guess I can give is it all comes down to how you manage your expectations. Yeah. Because when it comes to Canon, Canon fosters expectations, whereas Not canon, doesn't. You're able to just take it for what it is.
0: Manage expectations, don't be an ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um no, I I I can honestly say that I've never been in this place that I'm in now for a Halo release ever in my life. Uh every Halo release up to five, I was giddy, stoked, you know, almost couldn't sleep, so excited for a new Halo game, talking about it, theorizing, placing so much hope in the game to be good. Um, but now I am so like chill about Halo Infinite. Like I am excited to see it. I want to buy it, hey, bro.
1: You gonna uh, see you in July. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why. It sounds like a, that was something I'll try to go for a surfer. Oh, uh, kind of like so guy chill, bro.
0: Surf's yeah, up. Bro. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just ready to like be open-minded, you know? And in my mind, if Halo Infinite never came out, I would have the Halos I have now if it comes out i have that one as well like it doesn't matter if
1: it's great or or bad it just well what's I've, it going to for someone like you Brian, regardless if it's you or not what do you think it's going to take for this one to make people hate it to make people really upset with it what's it going to take like I mean, just just answer for you personally what's her, what's her, what's this one got to do considering you're so laid back and open minded this time around to make people hate it to make you personal. personally On me personally hate it i yeah. mean well i mean like that's if, if the story
0: is just as bad as five again, it'll be like it'll be like you know. I mean,
1: is there any specific kind of aspect that could happen? Like we know we're going to be playing as Chief the entire time. So, is there any kind of aspect to that? You know, you is mean, there any like aspect, aspect to, to this?
0: aspect to the story specific or just? I was yeah. going to say story in general, but yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm open minded, but I just it has to be believable. I guess. I guess you can do something crazy. Like Arbiter can die and become an AI. But if you convince me, if it, if it seems fitting then I'm cool with it. Like, that sounds stupid on paper to me. But uh, if you can convince me, sure. I mean, I've, games have done it before. They've done something, I'm like, that doesn't, wow, wow that really does work. Um, you know, it did not work with Cortana in 5. I, it was unbelievable. It was out of character to me. Um, but I, I just feel like, in my experience, when, when Halo 4 came out, and like I said, people really hated on Halo 4. Um, people really hated on it, but they still had hope for the series because the, the story was still still there the story was still pretty competent, pretty, pretty wholesome. Um, and, and like Josh has said before in the past, even for the multi, so many of the multiplayer people, the, one of the reasons why multiplayer is so enjoyable is because they feel like they're fighting in that world, that awesome world that's been crafted by the campaign. And if you, you just got done playing a campaign that was, that you felt like sucked or was a joke, it really takes away from the mystique of, of, of playing the multiplayer. Yeah, um, well said. so I think even when people played Halo four and they didn't like the multiplayer, they still felt like that world was still intact and then Halo 5 came out, and even though the multiplayer was so good, people were like, Man, this this world's starting to fall apart at the seams. It just doesn't seem very it's, it's kinda of weak, it's not very good. It's hard to put yourself in that world now. And you know, five has been by far the, the most criticism that three four three has gotten. And it's this has been the roughest time for Halo ever. Um you know, so if, if, they, if they if they basically okay. short story, you know, if, if they made if they if they made the exact same story mistakes and, and it and it was just as bad as five, I, I You know, that's where I would go, man. Because if it was actually that bad, despite me being a 343 fan and always being, like, sticking up for them and always being, like, you know, I'm rooting for you guys, I would really wonder. I I would really wonder. I'm like, you know, what did you guys—you had five years? What was the thought? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you had five years, and you you more or less did the same things narrative-wise as you did five. I would really wonder how that big a mistake—because, like, they could make a story that's not that great, but it's still better than five. But if they did kind of the same thing, I'd be like, you know, what did you guys miss? I mean— you know i would just be confused yeah. really just, it's, not it's angry weird, you know confused you
1: know you know we're going to hear soon probably i'd say within the next month we're probably going to do an episode on halo escalation because i've been reading those and i'm yes, almost done yes, yes, yes. and uh, i'm enjoying those but uh, you know i look at halo 5 now and i really take that into account and I, I don't halo 5 doesn't feel like a sequel to halo 4 it feels like a sequel to spartan ops yeah, halo escalation mm-hmm. and halo nightfall rather than that and it's it's just a weird hodgepodge hybrid it's like of a life. spin-off
0: game kind
1: of yeah so it's 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 weird but i think you know i for me personally uh and this is kind of off topic but i think for me personally dude if halo 5 or if halo infinite has a a fun story and the multiplayer is still fun i i, I don't know i don't really need it to be much i yeah. i think i think the only thing that would upset me like i'm and i like the sto- i'm saying story wise i feel i feel at least 100% open minded to whatever at this point, I honestly feel like the only things that would really bother me with that game would be if it launches again without having some of the uh, the other things, like uh, if you're going to have Big Team Battle in mm, Warzone yeah. and all this stuff that sometimes comes post-launch. I would love to see it come out of the gate. Yeah, see, that's complete. I, I, that's really, I hear you on that, Josh. I know it's not story-wise, but yeah.
0: I hear you on that, and that's the thing is like, you know, I try to be Team 343 all the way, but, you know, we just saw them. They're putting Halo MCC out on the PC, and it is not ready and them doing that midway through 2020 is not making me feel good about how they're going to approach that with Infinite because Infinite needs to come out with everything day one and needs to be working, you know? Mm-hmm. When I say everything day one, if they, if they want to do like a battle royale six months down the road, fine. But all the things you expect from a Halo, like your battle royale, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> like your uh, big team battles, <laughs> big team battles in arena and ranking, like that needs to be there day one, guys. Like delay it to next year if you need to. Delay it to 2023. I don't care. Like I just... You need to have it to get. I I just can't even. You know I hate. to be. I hate to say. Ahead. I just hate to feel this to be this way because I'm. You know people know us as the Halo positive people, and I am. You know I am positive towards myself, and I really really feel for three four three. They're home quarantined. They're doing this stuff, but I just don't know why they keep like you shouldn't have put MCC out on PC like this. I just don't. I don't understand. Maybe I really don't understand game development. I just don't think it's, I just don't think it was smart. I just, I don't know. That's kind of how yeah. I'm feeling about that. But
1: that's hard to say. It'll be interesting, you know, a year from now, you know, or even in January of next year, when we look back and we start to learn maybe what kind of things changed because of this whole mm-hmm. situation, this pandemic, you know what, like how, like, it'll be interesting to see if anything did to learn, if anything did affect it or if everything yeah. ran par of the course for, I Infinite's would think it'd be hard, man. I'm trying to
0: picture just you know trying to do your whole job, but from your house, and you're not around your other coworkers. I so I
1: mean, as much as I'm excited for this new console generation, like I'm, I, if that had to get delayed another year or two, I'm fine with that. I know, I think most people are, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine if Infinite gets delayed. I, I just want it. I know those guys are working hard. I know when it comes time to show off this game, it's got to be a, it's got to it's going to have to be a bit nerve wracking because for one, you're not only showing off your product for the first time in a way we haven't seen halo infinite before, but for two, it's in an entirely different landscape. This isn't where you're on stage at E3 and people are there clapping. This isn't where people are. you know, this is where people are getting knee jerk reactions. We are really even more in that society now. And a good example of that was the inside Xbox thing. Yeah. And it's just hard to, hard to say but i feel like it's you gotta you gotta imagine the the silence i'm sure there's nerves in there but i'm sure there's also confidence in there yeah you know
0: and and the one thing they have in their court is they they they, they, there's five years between these game releases in in the gaming industry five years is huge and you gotta think like i know for me and josh you know five years instead of being 31 josh was you know 26 or i was 23 like it's not as big a deal for us but people who were uh You know, they played Halo 5 when they were 10. They're now, like, getting a driver's license in high school. You know, like, to them, it's going to feel like they've waited a lifetime for Halo. Like, it's going to feel like Halo has been missing from the industry for a long time, and it's making a big comeback. It's almost like a—it is almost like a full-on reboot, even though it's a soft reboot. It's just—I mean, five years is a long time in the industry. So, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, when I was in high school and I was playing Oblivion, wasn't it like it was about five years after Oblivion that Skyrim came out? And when Skyrim came out, I felt like Oblivion was an old game. You know, I different perspective. It does feel dated by comparison. Yeah, and Absolutely. different perspective. Like in your, when you're when you're a, when you play a game in middle school and then you play the sequel your senior year of high school. That feels like a lifetime compared to like I said, like me and Josh, you know, years just pass by like nothing. But uh, anyways, Josh, uh, that's pretty much what I had to say for uh, this canon matter. Uh, I'm good to go into questions unless you have a final, any final words or.
1: Yeah, I'll just say, uh, you know, uh, I, I I I really can't wait story wise to see what happens, what changes. You know, I'm excited. I feel pretty open minded about it. I'm sure there's something that could bug me a little, but I feel mostly, yeah. I feel almost completely open minded, and I, I'm just. I'm excited to see Chief again. I'm excited to see how he interacts with people and deals with things again. And and I'm, you know, I, I can't wait. Whether whether it's a a more intimate, you know, three four three type of uh, telling of Chief or some kind of hybrid between the kind of badass uh, aspect that Bungie brought to the table and the the intimate, uh, personal side of Chief. You know, I don't know whatever they want to do. Even if it's something completely different than that, I mean, I'm excited. And I, I think I'll I think I'll be able to enjoy it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the discussions and then how Infinite Story canonically affects what we already know to be canon. Okay.
0: Yeah, it, I think I think we're I think we're in the best mindset we can be. I, it's almost like you know, it's funny. This was never the goal of Sacred Icon Halo, but I I think I wish I remember how he said it. Remember how Jordan said that we're like his like Halo therapist or whatever. Jordan from uh you know, Jordan Shipley, he said something like, "Yeah, you know, I know he said like, Oh, he listened to you. He's like, I listen to you guys. Cause you're like my, my halo therapist or something like that. Oh it's, yeah. <laughs> which, which I don't remember how he said it. He probably didn't say it like that, but basically yeah. like, you know, it was really sweet though. Yeah. Thank but like, that again, that's man. what some people have mentioned is like, you know, it's like we're, we're talking through our, like our feelings of halo. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think Josh and us, Josh and I, we touch on this so much because we, we've, we've, been around the game industry our whole lives we've been through the expectations the the, the, the ups and downs the excitement the, the disappointments and uh we're just we're just older now and we're just like last jedi
1: and halo 5 for brian yeah. you know, for me and brian really humbled us as they, they, fans they destroyed us franchises. and then
0: reconstructed us into new people so yeah uh it just feels good to, to have this mentality we're going back
1: on. but better
0: and it's it's you know it, it might sound like sad that we don't have these like over-the-roof expectations that we used to. But, like, it actually is really nice because we know that we can endure Halo Infinite God. coming and going without our lives being
1: wrecked, you know? like Who's to say, like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Who's to say as soon as July hits and we finally see footage... Who's to say how we're gonna be talking, how we're gonna be acting? We might be we might seem like completely different at that point. (laughs) Like, Like, dude, did you see that five minutes, Trey? I was like, Oh my god, when Chief showed up there at the end and just straight up drop kicked that elite and shoved the grenade up his butt cheeks. You know, like (laughs) that was amazing. I can't believe they did that. Or it'll
0: be be like, you know, like the week like the day after like, Hey guys, it's the sacred icon Halo? I can't believe they made Cortana into a unicorn. <laughs> you know, it'd just be like, we're just like super upset about it. But, but anyways, guys uh, Cortana corn. Cortana corn? Oh, man, that's awful. Uh, unitana. <laughs> uh. um, we have one question from our uh, uh, patrons this week uh, from John and Jondon! Jondon says, Halo 4 largely was focused and successful on the narrative front, and Halo 5 largely was focused and successful on the competitive front. Is the path of success for Infinite, and therefore the necessary focus of 343, the balancing of these two, narrative and competitive, or is the focus on community, social gaming, a possible hidden third pillar that could help remove some of the pressure away from the narrative and competitive gaming challenges? Could Halo could Halo be in a fun community game save the franchise so long as narratively and competitively it can still hold its own. I think it's a really good question, you know, and I love how he puts like he says like John says, third pillar being community social. Um, in a sense I feel like that pillar's already always been there. I feel like community and social has always been with Halo since the get-go between land, land parties red versus blue, matchmaking in Halo 2, forge mode, theater, you know, sharing stuff. Um, but I do, like, I don't know how you take what he asked, Josh, but like for me it's like, I I think it would be good if, if, if Halo could work itself into this groove where it's not the same conversations over and over again every release. Like, every Halo conversation for what feels like 10 plus years now has been, is the multiplayer competitive arena and is the story... Brilliant. Is this? St- oh yeah, Sprint and like, is the story like um, Bungie esque, or is the story? Does it have the the certain moments, the too scarab moment? Like, it feels like we're. It feels like the the main base of people that are talking about
1: Halo constantly are the people
0: like us that grew up with Halo
1: That's and we're stuck mean, in that same rut. I feel like everyone's always been chasing this nostalgia, yeah. for Halo. And like, if it's a soft reboot and it kind of does. Like redoes what mm-hmm. Combat Evolved did or something. Like, I, I feel like people are probably gonna enjoy that. For me, I'm I'm probably. I mean, I, it'd be topsy turvy because like I'll, I'll probably like it for what it is, but another part of me will think, "Man, I really want something original." But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's true you though. It's it, for it, for we're always original. chasing.
0: You said it's time for some original. I think I think it's time that Halo you know on one hand we don't we don't want 343 to take these gigantic risks because we've seen them not work in the past but like you know halo has been around long enough it, it, it's earned the right to, to earn another pillar to, to earn to have a new conversation that makes you know for instance yeah. if, if this if this new halo uh, like it is open world and you, the mission structure is go to nav point it's open world and, and and uh and there's some RPG elements or whatnot you know some people are gonna say it's gonna piss off some some people but you know what maybe the conversation in the next two or three installments from now is, you know, should the, uh, maybe, maybe it's like, a hopefully they bring back this RPG mechanic. Hopefully they bring back this ability from, from the campaign. Um, hopefully they let us, um, you know, I, I loved how Halo Infinite let us travel to two different Halo rings. They should bring that back. Like, I would like to see the conversation start to change. I'd like to see Halo get out of this bubble of, Sprint, no sprint. Competitive, not competitive. Like, at, like these are the conversations we had back in the two thousands. Like, l- let's let it evolve a bit. And I, and he, you know, he, John, didn't touches more on like the third pillar being community, social. Um, but I really think that pillar has always been there already. I don't think that's, I don't think that'd be a new pillar. I think it's one that exists. I just think it's one that gets uh, buried at the bottom with all the conversation of of the sprint and the competitive and all that stuff. So,
1: I mean, I think it could definitely be improved though, just because. Of oh, how sure. yeah. the community is like, like you're saying, with how everyone in, you know the the constant talks that we sort of circle around. Like it'd be nice if this game comes out and people can actually just use their voice or their fingers to express how much they really like something, as opposed to how much, hey man, why is this got sprinting it or why doesn't this do this? Yeah. Why isn't this, this? You know. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, what do you think overall? What what, what if you had to pick something? If you if I mean, you had to be super decisive I mean I think
0: I I think that they, you know, Halo has to have competitive multiplayer whether it has sprint or not, I'm not going to talk about that, but it has to be competitive. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. And the story has to be interesting. The story has to be interesting. I mean, I think those things have to be done, but then everything else you can mix up. Like like I said, I don't want an open world RPG Halo. But if you give us Halo Infinite, and it has competitive multiplayer, and it has a great story, I think you will have earned the right to put those new things in there. Maybe I am, in a Warthog, literally driving for 12 entire real-life minutes to get to a zone because the Halo ring is open world. And maybe Chief, like as he progresses he gets some sort of, I know leveling up sounds weird for Chief, but something different, some sort of armor. His armor, like, increases, and in it's fidel. Like, it's uh, like his, almost like his suit can now learn how to uh, improve combat. You know what I mean? Like, the combat improves or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, something like that happens, and, like, you know, three-fourths of the way through the game, I've now got this ability that Chief can, like, do some kind of double jump or something, or Chief can, like, you know, maybe maybe his proficiency and his armor enables him to, like, um, take a hit without damage. Or, you know, like little RPG elements, stuff something like that. Like, I'm not saying these are good ideas. I'm just saying these are new ideas that if they get the core things down, which is comp- just give us a good competitive multiplayer and a story that's good, they can take some risks. I feel like Gears of 5, Gears of 5, <laughs> Gears 5, <laughs> Gears of 5 um gears not the gears of four <laughs> not the gears of six gears it's of the five gears of five um i feel like gears five just earned that themselves gears five was a very competent game uh fun multiplayer um good story i actually see
1: the multiplayer get a lot of crazy.
0: it does but it's yeah it does i mean i knew that was going to be mentioned but um the story is very good in gears <laughs> like 5. i knew it <laughs> you suck <laughs> um <laughs> gears five story is really good and really enjoyable it's a fun campaign but they did. They mixed it up a bit. They they gave us uh, you, Jack is now a Jack is now a the yeah, bot part of the co-op. He, he's an RPG mechanic. You you upgrade yeah. him and he's in the game all the time. Also, there's a few open world segments where you drive a skiff around and it's open. It's free open world. Those two little things, like that little RPG Jack bot and the, like the skiff thing, those are things that were not in prior Gears games that no one was really asking for, but they worked out pretty well and they were pretty accepted yep. because yep. gears five was competent on its own. So I think, you know, John more talking about like the community social, which that's definitely a great point. But I think, you know, rather than so much pillars, I think that, uh, several new things should come to halo and, and have the conversation and go other places. Like we, this series is too old. This series has been around too long to just talk about sprint or no sprint guys. Like, like, we have the old games to play. Like let's 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 entertain new conversations. That's what I have. Yeah, to and say.
1: MCC is there, even though it's having issues. Yeah. Yes, you know, currently, but it won't always because you know it's it's gotten to good points where yeah. it's worked and stuff like that. So, plus, you know, plus for I me personally, plus I think it's enti-
0: we're we're a little entitled as gamers. Like as much as I want all my favorite games remade and remastered, you know, if you really want to play KOTOR, if you really want to play Ape Escape, get out of PS One, get out of an Xbox Original. And play it like there's nothing stopping you. I know it's not ideal. I don't like it either. I'd rather have a remaster or a digital download, but you know we're not entitled for them to make our favorite game over again every five years. So, but go ahead, Josh. I'm I'm done with that. It's all
1: you. Oh, no, you're good. I was going to say my short answer. You know, with, with with Halo Infinite is, and I feel I mostly agree, but I, I think I feel a little differently. I think okay. the multiplayer, the multiplayer is where I feel a little differently because I, I think I would have said that before, but I think my opinions change. I wouldn't say it needs to be competitive. I think the multiplayer needs to be fun. No, and that's a really good
0: point, Josh, because 5 went so far on the competitive side that it wasn't Yeah,
1: and I fun. love it. You're right. But it's I just mean point. like, but I didn't get to Halo 5's competitive. I didn't. My love for what Halo 5 has for a multiplayer um, came off the back of all the other Halos that just tried to be fun mm-hmm. for their multiplayers. They weren't trying to necessarily be competitive. So, and with a campaign... I think, I if I if I had anything I really want, I think it need if if, I, if I, I think if it needs something, it needs to feel mysterious again. Yeah, there needs to be some aspect that's that's a driving mystery, you know, that's that's that brings that sense of magic, um, that really helps the music um, work uh, in conjunction with one another and complement one another. And I think overall, I think with the when it comes to the community and stuff like that, I think 343 four done a great job uh this generation uh, really opening uh with transparency and just how they they interact and stuff like that but i think i would really like to see i would really like to see more acknowledgement from the studio themselves um when something doesn't go well or a little bit more transparency on why there was the decision to do something that there was i'm not saying they need to defend anything i'm just saying whether something works or doesn't I would, uh, I would like to see um, a bit more transparency with the community mm-hmm. um, and talk about uh, certain aspects like that. Almost like you know, director's commentary on things like that. You know, yeah. stuff like that could be really, really unique and stuff like that. I don't know. I would love that personally, but because otherwise, I think they're doing a, a great job.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we we've commented on how good they are with transparency already, but I, I think there's just a, I think kind of what you're talking about. How I see it is like there just needs to be. Uh, I, I'm ready for three four three, and it's not their fault at all. But I'm ready for them to just be become this confident, confident studio. And you know, maybe they are a confident, like super confident studio. But to the, I feel like to the gaming world at large, they, you know, we, I've said this in a, it's probably been ten episodes ago now. That you know, some people look at them like baby developers, and they're not. They're some of the m- m- like most professional people in the industry. But because three four three was created, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, recently, and they were inherited this big IP. You know, they don't get the... You know, I would love to just, like like you said, like I'd love to just get a commentary disc that comes with Infinite. That's like they talk about their decisions for why they made the game the way they did. And the game's
1: good and they're confident in it and that's the way it is, you know? Uh, Yeah, well, I just... Yeah, and I mean, as an example, like, you know, most people don't like Cortana going bad. And obviously, maybe they haven't talked about it in these past five years because of, you know, what they wanted to tell in the next game coming in Infinite. But it would still be nice to kind of have them maybe talk about what their intentions were for that game with Halo 5 as an example and give us a bit more transparency as to why they went with it in this game, you know, coming off of what we experienced in 4 and stuff like that. Like I would just like, you know, I like um, like 343 has done a good job coming out and saying at times like, you know, things about, you know, reacting to how master chief collection initially came out and stuff like that, but it took them a couple years to really mm-hmm. acknowledge that. Yeah. And I, I don't want to see whether, whether something, I mean, I keep saying stuff that's more negative, but I mean, regardless if it's positive or negative, I just really like to see more acknowledgement, um, with that stuff, in regards to the community, but it's tough, too,
0: because... It's hard, because I know that you know, for everyone who appreciates it, like you and me, they'll get raked over the coals and mocked by other yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you you, reveal your it's hand, not and then people use it as a weapon against you. So. Yeah, No, that's but very no, true. Good point. Um, true. Going into our questions and answers, uh, the... Questions and answers. Man, I felt like you should be playing the piano at the bottom of, like...
1: Questions and answers.
0: Ooh, that was yeah. good. I got... This is where it goes, derived from the questions. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> well, how did that go? Oh, man, I wish I could remember that. Something that we got from the Twitter. It was something like that. It had that rhythm, at least. Uh, the question this week,
0: guys, was most franchises eventually arrive at a point where the fan base becomes divided. Star Wars originals to the prequels, then to the sequels, Alien and Aliens to Alien 3, Halo trilogy to Reach 4 and 5, if anything, this division provides great discord. Or, I'm sorry, discourse. I said discord. Uh, do you enjoy... I goofy when I hear that yeah. word. Discord. Discourse? Yeah. I just heard him say in Kingdom Hearts, I just heard him say, organization 13. I'm like, that, it's not something that should be coming out of your mind, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a pretty big word for him.
0: Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> no. Uh, but I said, anyways, guys... If anything, this division provides great discourse. Do you enjoy the ride of ups and downs? We do. So basically my question is, the longer you're a part of a franchise, you're going to endure the ups and downs of it. The, where it's, people say it's horrible. People say it's yeah. great. Uh, do you enjoy that or do you hate that? I mean, obviously we all would prefer that every franchise was just 10 out of 10, amazing quality from beginning to end with no problems. But it kind of makes it interesting, especially when you got somebody who like, like for instance, there's somebody out there that thinks the Star Wars prequels are the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to them. And then then there's Josh who goes, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. And that to me, that's so cool because it's like, that's what discourse brings. You know, that's what discourse brings is you have somebody who somebody thinks like Revenge of the Sith is the worst thing since my my son, you know? Like Red letter media. <laughs> well you go, yeah, I was
1: gonna say that was definitely a
0: red letter. Um, you know, but then then you have someone like Josh who's like, that's my favorite. That's the that's the best one. So, you know, and there's like like we talked about Mr. Red. Favorite Halo, five, you know, that's my least favorite, you know, and I just, I love the discourse. So, um, Josh, you have anything to say about that before I go into the responses? I mean, you're, no, interested. I'll,
1: I'll kind of add, add my thoughts to it when I hear some of the answers.
0: Um, so we have first of a great, great question though. Uh, we have Simon Luxenberg who says yes and no, Simon! I love that there are diverse thoughts and opinions in various aspects of Halo, but when it becomes toxic discourse that lasts days is when it becomes tiring.
1: Totally agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's really that's really the part where it's just I think it's it's always I hope it's not, but I think it's always going to be that way at the same time because it's just when people are really upset about some aspect of a game or a movie or something they really want to let people know mm-hmm. and because they they don't want to feel alone and they also just you know, sometimes being able to talk over other people gives them a sense of satisfaction and helps them cope with the fact yep. that they're so upset with something. And it's unfortunate that that's a thing, but it is. So I think yeah, I pretty much agree with what he said, yes and no.
0: Yeah, I chose that because, you know, I mean, he he, he got down to the core of the question real quick. I mean, I think we all can enjoy the, the discourse, but when it becomes toxic it just makes you wish you weren't around yeah.
1: i mean i love it because that's why i do some of the movie reviews for stuff i watch on uh, you know that i'll uh, do on letterboxd and i'll share it on twitter and my personal facebook and stuff like that and whether or not anyone reads them is fine but i do it because i like thinking about that kind of stuff but if if it if someone has something else to say about it i love the the conversation that fosters out of it you know like when if Brian and I, like, you know, we had that conversation on the the Oddball briefly about, you know, the industry and budgets and stuff like that. And even though Brian and I feel completely different, and sometimes Brian and I will be a complete ass to one another because we've we known one another for so long. But, you know, in, in all seriousness, that's why Brian and I are even doing something like this because we just – we love the back and forth. Yeah. Even if we completely disagree on something. You know, Kyle, my friend Kyle – uh, not not our friend Kyle, but uh, another Kyle I know. He He was just telling me the other day. He said – you know, uh, we were talking about how we we sometimes disagree on things and how that's completely cool. That's why we like talking and stuff like that. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, what's that one thing we, we don't agree on? And I was like, you, you think Halo 3 sucks, and I love Halo 3. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's it, that's it. And I was like, yeah. And you know what, like, he doesn't enjoy it, but that's something we can still talk about. Yeah. You know? I like it when it's like I, mean, that. Get, I love that you, kind of discourse. I mean, yeah, that's
0: that I mean that's probably I mean Josh kinda just hit on it. That's why we're such good friends is because Josh and I have had a lot of discourse in the time we've known each other, but we never are like awful to each other about it. Like Josh could literally tell me that, you know, um you know, Halo 2 sucked. Halo 2 was garbage, you know, worse than 5. And I would be like... There's got to be somebody out there who actually thinks yeah. that. Though, and it's, I've never met him. And, I, and I, <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, man, Josh, I do not know how you think that way. I do not agree, but... Okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's,
1: if so. anything, that's gonna make Brian go. T- okay, just yeah. to me your thought process? Yeah, expl-
0: Yeah, exactly. Because um, I just I don't get it. You know, it's like yeah. Josh. Uh, this is actually it was on my on my mind recently. You'll get a kick out of this, Josh. Is Josh gave the Joker movie a two point five out of five, but he gave mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Africa a five out of five. And
1: no, I gave that a point
0: five. Oh, out really?
1: Five. Yeah. Oh,
0: dude. Okay. <laughs> okay, dude. I did not give that a five okay, out of thank five. Thank you, because. I'm so glad I misread that because I was in the car with Erica and I said, you know what I read today? She says, what's that? I said, Josh gave Joker a 2.5 out of 5 and he gave Ernest Goes to Africa a 5 out of 5. <laughs> and Erica's like,
1: what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know how he can think that Ernest uh, Goes to I Africa should, is a perfect movie. I'll have to double check later to make sure I didn't uh, do it right. I must have misread yeah, it. Yeah, it. it was .5. Okay, 0.5 that makes, makes more sense, guys. That makes more sense. But, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a I good thing I didn't meant.
0: call up Josh and tell him he's... Effing stupid or something because, you know, I would have been wrong. <laughs> um, next response comes from our buddy Cole Dreyer. Dreyer, how do I say it? I hope I get it right. Um, I think it's Dreyer. Dreyer, Cole Dreyer.
1: Definitely. Go! What? I said, I just want to say Cole like I Oh, I, you know, I thought soccer, you said Gold. Soccer announcer say goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, Go!
0: Cole says, Definitely. I much prefer ups and downs with more of a thing, quote unquote, more of a thing. It's incredible how. Oops. Uh, it's incredible how much something can be enjoyed in, as a whole when one chooses not to view the downs as intris- intrinsically negative. Wonderfully said, because yeah, you know, he says if you choose not to view the the down uh, the downs as intrinsically negative, that's kind of like what we talked about with like like I said with like uh, Halo Five uh, and Miss Missa Red. Um, to me, Halo Five is a down uh, of of the you know of the discourse of Halo. That's a low moment. Um, but I don't view it negatively. I view it as not only do I view it as the positives of Halo 5 that I really enjoy, like the multiplayer, but I also see people like Missa and I enjoy that it's their favorite. I really like that. So when I, when I begin to look at something I don't like, like Halo 5's campaign as a really cool thing someone else loves. Now I just turn a negative into a positive and I think that's kind of what Cole's talking about. So,
1: yeah. And I, you know, for me, Halo 5 is my least favorite story. Out of all the Halo's but you know the reason why for me it's that it's my least favorite story is because of everything else that I enjoyed up to that point. So I wouldn't give a darn in the world if uh, about Halo 5 story if I didn't get to that point. So it's I mean it helped it's helped all the stuff that came before. Uh, when there's points in, in, in fandoms and media that you you don't like it's usually because you you know you you're coming from a place where you've enjoyed things uh prior to that and it really For me, I mean, like, Halo. I'll put it this way, like, Halo 5 story after I played it and beat it and I was done, I was like, "Ah, you know, I didn't really like it that much, but uh, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna go play the multiplayer now. And I just, you know, like, I'm gonna go migrate my, my Halo love right over to there now and continue playing that. It didn't really completely, I don't know. I just wasn't upset. I wasn't mad. I was, I was disappointed in the story, but I still loved Halo and wanted to keep playing it. It didn't affect me enough Mm -hmm. to make me want to go off the deep end with that. For sure.
0: Uh, this next one I like because kind of kind of quirky. Uh, Ryuji Gunblade says, "Ryuji, every hill still has a peak, and between those are canyons, bloody ones. Oh shit, like Blood Gulch, I think is what he's referring to. That's dope. Yeah,
1: I just like that. I don't have much more to say other than I thought that was cool. no. I, you know, that's that's true though. I mean, because you think about it, and like if Halo if Halo hit its peak at like Halo three, let's say, you know, and it's on the top of a hill." Mm-hmm. Well then, you're what's on the other side of the hill? You 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 had that long march getting up yep. there, you know, and it was successful because you're going up. And then Halo Four and Five, however you look at it, whether it just continued along that line or maybe it went down. Well, there's going to be another hill, mm-hmm. and it's just climbing yeah. it. We're we're at the period. We're not on the hill right now. Yeah, we're we're still kind of trying to get up to. Yep. It. And we're ha- we're having some. If it's the seven thousand steps to High Rothgar and Skyrim or whatever it is, you know, it's we're having a we're stuck right now fighting that troll. That's what we are. That's natural. Right that
0: you know, some something I wanted to say earlier, I completely forgot to say, but it's kind of on this topic is, you know, what I want from Halo Infinite is I want to finish that game and be dying to play the sequel. That's what I want. I want. To, I want to have that because yeah, leaves you wanting more. Because when I finish the Final Fantasy VII remake, I'm sitting on the couch, with the credits rolling. and I'm going, "Man, I want to play the next one tomorrow today. I want to play it right now." Like. I don't want to wait years. I want it. I want it now. Like, I was just like, this was so good. I want it now. You know, I want to have that feeling. When I finished Halo Five, I literally told Josh, "They need to take a break from Halo. I need a break. I don't. I don't want a sequel right now. I need a break." But when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm like, oh. And even like Doom Eternal, something I loved, I was like, I felt like, okay, that's finished. I'm done. But Final Fantasy VII Remake, I felt like, oh man, I, I can't wait. I want to play the. I want to play it now. <laughs> you know, I want to feel that with Infinite. That'll be so cool. Um, I get that. Next response is from Jordan Wharton. He says... Jordan! They are only natural in fan bases. I do enjoy the difference in viewpoints and opinion when people on all sides are willing to sit down and have a discussion about their likes and dislikes. I'm not a fan of any hate or abuse thrown around for such likes or dislikes. That's so true, man. I hate when I see someone who's like... Like, they'll make a post and they're like... They'll say, like, uh, Halo 5 was... The worst thing that ever happened to me, or Halo Five, like they'll, they'll, they'll do Halo Five and they'll put like an equal sign and like a pile of poop, and then it'll get fourteen thousand likes or something. Like, why? Like, I, I get it, you know, the clout and the the. It maybe it's fun. It's fun to poke things. Fun things, but like, that's not discourse. That's just trolling.
1: This course is nice because you can actually learn and gain insight from it. And the problem is is no one wants to admit they're wrong sometimes and, and or or that they're being kind of an ass. Yeah. Because you know what? Like recently I saw a movie and I thought there was this one aspect of the subplot that uh didn't add anything to the film. I couldn't understand at the end of it why this was a part of the movie. And I, I mentioned this and then one of my fr- a couple people actually explained to me. They they answered had an answer that brought logic to that in a way I didn't even consider and Mm -hmm. had I just completely poo pooed all over the idea of that, people might not have said anything and I might not have learned from that and that completely changed how I looked at that aspect.
0: Yeah, I mean, people are more willing to see if you're willing to have a discussion. People are more willing to be like understand your point of view. Like when I walked out of Rise of Skywalker, I thought that was so awesome. That was great. That was a really good movie. Like it was way better than Last Jedi. You know, I'm excited to hear what Josh to say about. It. I mentioned it. I started talking to Josh, and Josh was kind of like, uh, "I don't, eh, I don't know how I feel about it," and blah blah blah. And he kind of touched on like some canon stuff and you know things that are bad about it, whatnot. And and I started to go, you know what? I was entertained more by that than the Last Jedi. But you know, now I, at this point in time, I've come around. I like, I think I like the Last Jedi more than Rise of Skywalker because you start to look at you know what the film did and, and its positives and like you know. If you if you want to be an analytical person, if you want to be a, a, a you know a real intellectual about it, you can start to realize entertainment's not the only thing about that makes a product enjoyable. You know, like Rise of Skywalker was very entertaining, but you know, The Last Jedi offered me years of discussion with my friends because it was so different and it had these things to really like. I would lay awake the night after I saw Last Jedi. I'd lay awake and think about the movie. Rise of Skywalker was more like. Neh. It was fun, you know. It just
1: yeah. So it's, and it's and it's on there. the opposite end of the, uh, the the other side of the coin, dude, is like with with Halo Four. Like I said, I didn't. I came out after playing that, and I was like, okay, I don't understand anything, and uh, I'm gonna move on with my life, mm-hmm. and I did. And then one day, Brian is like telling me all these things, and I'm like, whoa! It's like opening up a new door of information, and it made me completely reevaluate my own opinion of that game, you know. And I mean, it just completely. Changed it. So yeah,
0: what's the next one? Uh last last response we have here is from Kid School at Kid School 51. I think Kid school. school! I don't think we've ever had him on here before. I think it's healthy to have negative and positive views on stuff, especially Halo. It helps us understand the flaws and improvements on current things and bring forward to the future. I chose this one because I really actually you know I know that we're like positive people here at Sacred Icon Halo, but I really like that he said it's important to understand flaws and, and find negative things because if you're someone who focuses, if, if not not focuses, if you're someone who only sees positives and, and either doesn't see negatives at all or chooses not to acknowledge them, that doesn't do anything good for your product. Now, at the same time, I want I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm going back to what I said before. If you enjoy something, just enjoy it. You don't need you don't need to talk about. You don't need to be critical. You don't need to have someone explain to you how it's bad. If you enjoy it, good. You know, but if you actually don't enjoy it, and you pretend that you do, or are afraid to say it because you are so loyal to the thing, that doesn't. It's not good for you or the product mentally.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I I, I think sometimes there's there's a lot of people out there who, for reasons that are their own maybe don't necessarily want to get too deep. Like, if someone's asking them what they thought about a movie, maybe they just have a short answer. And maybe they they probably have more to say on it, but they maybe don't want to get into that conversation. Maybe they just don't want to talk about this movie for, like, an hour. You know? But, like, sometimes it's good to do that. Sometimes it's just really good to discuss that stuff, you know? And and to really put it out there, I think. Yeah, it Cause is. Because you, you have to... I mean... Because I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I just think, like... You know, there's just so many times I probably wouldn't learn something if I didn't at least put my opinion out there and maybe I look stupid or maybe I was wrong but you know uh, when I'm wrong that's when I gotta learn so I mean that's I'm grateful for that I'm, I'm so grateful for the time Brian just talked my ear off about Halo four and then uh, because that got us to where we are now that literally got me talking to Brian again. Like, nonstop, we were spending hours on the phone. Yeah, our friendship elevated big time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and we already had a great friendship before that, but there was a period where we just just fell out of touch with one another. And then that time, hanging out with one another again, catching up, that just completely opened the door. I wasn't even, I I mean, I can't emphasize enough, guys. It's such a credit to Brian. But Brian has always done this to people, but me especially. I don't know what it is. I could not, Brian could somehow be in, like, I'm trying to think, like, what is the most random game or franchise? Let me, like, I don't know. Let's say Ratchet and Clank. I've never even played a Ratchet and Clank game, okay? I could go to Brian's one day, and I see Brian playing it, and I'm watching him playing it, and I'm talking to him about it. I'll walk away wanting to buy the entire series and play it and Brian just has that because his enthusiasm he's completely open-minded when he talks to you if you don't like something he'll just he'll want to know why but he doesn't want to know why to instigate and talk over you and explain why you're wrong he just wants to hear that to try to get your different perspective and then he wants to talk about why he likes it and and, you know I, I come out of that and I'm like wow not only can I learn about that from this situation like with Halo I'm like I can learn about that as a person and it's something that definitely that's man
0: compliment king josh
1: that's so nice you you'll never it's
0: you'll never defeat to take down the king this compliment king right here
1: it's true though man, you, but you did really, leave him.
0: you got bloodborne after watching me play that yeah uh, i and, did and then you actually despite never buying it and not being interested in it at all you you were really interested in alien isolation while i played it alien isolation
1: yeah uh, i meant to tell you i know you don't like what's the last one covenant is it uh
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i have that in my like watch i'll be in interested to see a review soon. yeah Cause, uh, cause I just know you like that stuff. This, so that's why I started uh, watching a lot of the alien films. So yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I know everyone's different. I know sometimes, like when you really don't like something, you don't want to hear someone, you don't want to hear someone explain why they think it's great. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find. I yeah. mean, it's hard to find someone like Brian. It really is. It's hard to find wow. someone who's going to be. I can't even compliment King guys. I... <laughs> but it's true. It's just, it's hard to find someone who's.
0: Josh is such a nice guy. Very sweet. Very charming. He also looks very attractive. i married, oh, so dude. I can say that.
1: <laughs> but it is it's it is hard to find people out there who have a completely different opinion than you and want to talk and have a nice It's so much
0: more interesting to talk about different opinions than just... No, nope, I'm just like... Like, Josh, I mean, like you said before, like when you just saw Last Jedi, it was really hard for you to sit there and listen to someone talk about how it was the best Star Wars yep. movie ever because you could no, not like be farther Bravo. apart... And I get yeah. that because after I finished Halo Five, if someone told me Halo 5's narrative was the strongest thing ever, I would have just been like, I, I need time, get away! I can't get away from you." Know, me. But you know, a <laughs> little time later, it's like, oh, "Yeah, let's talk about this." You know, let's talk. So you can you can prove to me that uh, like I've already opened up to you know I've heard several people, including like Haruspis is one I can think of who who really want to see Locke uh, come back and be fleshed out. You know, when I first played Halo Five, I thought that character needs to die. He's just boring and bland beyond belief. But I'm, you know, as times went on, I've gone. You know what? You know they they took all the time and development to set him up. You know, rather than kill him, I don't want him to be a main character. Like I don't want him to like be a playable main character or anything like that. But you know what? Yeah, put Locke in Infinite. Give him. Give me a couple things to further develop his character to make it. I would rather have you show me that it was worth him existing then just kill him off and admit it was a waste of all of our time. I'd rather have you show yep. us something.
1: So, yeah. No, I can I, I I get it. and I I'm I feel like I'm the kind of person sometimes who like I wouldn't say I enjoy uh disagreeing with someone more, but like I am completely comfortable not agreeing with somebody on something. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people and I understand why. But to me, that's when a lot of conversation can can foster. And it depends on the person for sure. And it's really hard to find people that you can have those conversations with because I I, I can think of a few friends that if we disagree on a topic like a movie or a game or something, uh, it, it seems to bug them a little. It seems to bother them that we're not on the same page as this. They want to be on the same page. They, we want to talk. We, we want to get on the same page and just drive down that same road. But sometimes I, I, I don't... I don't need to be. If I am, that's awesome. Like yeah. Brian and I will completely agree with something, but if we don't, it's fun to have that kind of discourse. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I learn. I'll put it this way: the difference between the two is that you learn something from disagreeing with somebody. You can. There's the potential to learn something and gain insight. Whereas when you're agreeing, you're not necessarily going to learn anything. You're just going to exist in harmony, which is awesome. Yeah. So there's both. There's pros. I and mean, it's crimes, like I guess, like when I when I saw that Josh gave Joker a two point five out of five. I
0: mean, for me, Joker was like nine. Nine or even, I could buy, I could believe a 10 out of 10 for that movie for me. So for for Josh's opinion on that movie, that's way far off from mine, but it was like quickly after the shock of seeing he had a different opinion than me, it was like, okay, I want to continue existing in this world where Josh doesn't like it near as much as I do, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Like, it's, and it's It makes doesn't it make him talk right or wrong, or me right or wrong. Right. It's just different, so that mm-hmm. uh, makes it interesting. But shout out to our patrons. We have, at the $5 tier... New patron, Photon. He's... Photon! He is now a $5 patron. Awesome. Uh, we have Trevor Polkey at $5. Pokey, pokey Um We also have Jondon keeping it at that 5 Roda. Keeping it real at that 5 I think that's it for our fivers. Um, oh, but then we have one tenner, Nick Ray. Nick Ray supporting us with that ten.
1: Nick Ray! Putting food on the table! food on the table, and not just any, but the kind that's expensive, and it tastes bad. We
0: wanted chips and salsa, and we were just drinking salsa because we couldn't afford the chips. Nick Ray, you swept in, and now we got them Tostitos, like scoops, like the little scoops. Yeah, the
1: scoops, man. Oh, Woo!
0: I love it. Um, then we got all at the $1 tier. We got the Shipleys. The
1: Shipleys! supporting us. We got Dust Storm from you know, Potacular. If, if you guys are listening to this... uh. Let us. I guess it doesn't matter. You don't have to. But I wonder how, like, how long you guys have been married? Because I always, when I hear the Shipleys, I, I just imagine like a really nice television show. Really. Oh,
0: Jordan's really, coming really, home really. in a suit and a briefcase, to just white picket yeah. fence. and And and, then and I'm just like, Kirsty's Kirsty's there with her like pie on the windowsill and an apron.
1: <laughs> I'm just like I, I'm, I'm wondering how many seasons this has been going on. Like how long they've been together now? Because like what season, what season of the show are we in of the Shipleys? Season you know, four is it. the
0: last good season. Next season starts to get rough, and the ratings go down. And then, they, but they end up flushing it out till like season nine, and everyone wishes they'd stopped where I they were like headed.
1: It's feel like it never dips in quality. That's the biggest. <laughs> See, this is why Josh is there. the
0: compliment king here. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, who
1: is who? Would you say after the ship, leaves? Uh
0: Dust storm from Potacular. Dust uh Glass, which is Marcus.
1: Glass, Marcus.
0: Um, I think. Or yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I always like that. Then we have um, this is weird. I got a pay. There's a, somebody is in my patron list, but they've never actually gave. Like they're just listed as a patron, but they've never gave anything. I don't know. It's weird. Oh. Um, we have Justin Howard, who I haven't met. Thank you. Shout out, Justin Howard. Um, we have uh, Matthew Salvatore, of course. Guys, love Matthew, Matthew Salvatore and um, Tom Jurassic. They are now doing their own like action, I don't, I don't want to undercut it, not action figure, mega constructs, kind of Lego. Yeah. They're doing their own stuff for the Podcast Evolved channel now. They have joined mm-hmm. Podcast Evolved to do their own segment. We love those guys. We support those guys. Podcast Evolved is a great podcast, Halo podcast, so it's so cool to see those cool people when that podcast come together. So check them out.
1: It's been really cool to like get to know people like Dust Storm and them, and and like the Podtacular and podcast of all yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like I never, I never really thought back before we did this that I would get to know like a lot of these people. It's, it's just it is you know, it, it is neat. It's
0: neat. Like, it's neat. Um, but yeah, that's it for our patrons. Uh, if you guys want to become a patron, we have uh, you can get in as low as a buck. It's just a cool way to help out. But uh, as low as a buck, um, we really appreciate. It, it rhymes with the duck. But we don't expect it from anyone. And if you guys want to leave a review on iTunes or something, that's just as helpful. Tuning in is just as helpful. Um, you
1: know, giving us feedback yeah, and, and on if the, you guys know if you guys. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Interrupt. Go ahead. I was gonna say if you guys like. If you guys are enjoying the Discord and stuff like that, you want to get some more people that you know in there and stuff like that that maybe aren't in there. Uh, definitely let them know. I mean, spread the word uh, and, and a review on, uh, you know, iTunes, Apple Pod, you know, and all that. It really helps. Really means a lot. We'll read it off on the show, even if it's a bad one. We'll read it off. Yeah, but uh, not really helps. Well, and, be, and, yeah, uh, I don't want to read a bad one, but like you know, we got a new one from Joe Smith. It says your podcast effing sucks. One star. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that'd be funny to read that. Yeah, but then no, our I score would go up, down. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's true. But uh yeah. By all means give us five stars and leave a back review.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh we're at Patreon at patreon.com slash sacred icon halo. You can go to our discard Discard. Discard. It's uh yeah. Um uh, you can go to our Discord. Which is. Uh, Mom, I want Discord. We already have that at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Discard. Sacred Icon Halo there as well. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Sacred Icon Halo. Uh, I am at Brian's Bane. Josh is at Jovial Joshy. Uh, we have a website where you can find some more information out about us at sacrediconhalo.com. Um, I think we've covered all that, Josh, right? Am I forgetting anything? We. No, if Brian, you want to leave us, you know, we haven't said this in a while. We have an email, sacrediconhalo at gmail.com. We, every now and then we get somebody to send us an email. Uh, so uh, feel free to do that. Uh, good, good chance you might get right on the show. Um, but, yeah, guys, this was this felt really good to be back. Uh, I feel like this was a night. This I love this episode, man. I'm feeling good about it. I'm going to eat me some ravioli Ooh. after this. My wife's making ravioli. Good.
1: Ravioli. How about some seal
0: Nobody's going to know what that reference <laughs> is. But uh, uh, Josh, take your... us out.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's see what I'm trying to think. I, I want to come up with a little, little, little tune, a little jingle. Thank
0: you for tuning in, shoppers. If you are at the Sacred Icon Halo store, we will be closing in ten minutes. Please bring your products to the front cash register.
1: Fortunately, you have to go home. And then, but then, um, no, wait. I, I mean, oh my god, I missed that. It's like, what? How does how does this thing go? It's like, you don't have to stay. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. That's right. That's how. <laughs> and I then, know. as soon as that's the announcement. Is over with. The radio goes
0: back on and it's
1: "Let it be, let it be, let it be, More like let it be." Okay, glaciers. Bailamos, let's do take take techo. Over, bailamos. Te quiero, rumba mío. Ooh, 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 oh, man, ooh feeling that. And
0: then, and then, uh, oh, And, man. Brian's and then someone right goes now. up there and like, "I'd rather listen to country. you Can't change the channel." And then they change the radio, and then it goes,
1: Okay, okay. We need to get out of here. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the Sacred Icon Halo Show. This has been episode 31 with Brian and Josh. We will see you guys next week.
0: Keep it sacred, guys. Peace.